I now I think it's live. I hit the button and it took a second. Wave jam ah. number seventeen. Oh, that Thomas is in. Intro. Thomas is in chat. He's not here, but he's <laughs> gonna do the intro, I guess. Better type it out fast because now I'm fucking floundering with the intro. Uh, Ross, say something cool. Cool. Team dynamics. Team That's what we're doing today. Dynamics. And we picked the day to do team dynamics. The time we're missing the full team. Squad over. It's over. Listen. No. Let Let's face facts. We actively did plot twists as a last second replacement for a prompt. We did a plot twist. Plot we failed at team dynamics. We are. Plot twist was a great we're one. We're only tripping upwards. We had people who were, oh, ones of us who were reluctant to do the reluctant hero. We're, we're just on brand at this point. Mm-hmm. We can only trip uphill as far as we can get. Eventually, we'll get to the top of pain. Anyway. But yes, team dynamics. We're here to break down what makes good teams, bad teams, teams we like, things like that. And it's just how the group works together. Whether it's a team of... Oh, first off, a team has to be at least three people. A duo is not a team. Yeah, that's just a couple. We need polyamory for teams. Like, I, I, like, even if someone else counts as a team, like, if they say a team of two, that's just a duo. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't call it a team. A team has to have at least three people. Now, this is like a party that you can't write a book with a couple. It's just not a team. Yeah. Now, it's like saying I'm on a team of one. No, you're by yourself. <laughs> now, I feel like a good place for us to start the discussion is actually with an example of more than three. Uh, the example that I believe we should start with is the five-man band. Because oh. that is what a large number of teams are going to be based on, and especially if you are going with above three people within your team. Uh, the five-man band is a very good skeleton to work with. Yes, it's the, as I like to call it, the, the Power Ranger effect. The Power Rangers. Yes. Now, here's the thing. With what we're about to say, this is an outline. This is not the red butter, the whole kicking caboodle. This is just something for you to use when you're in the first stages of making your group and something that if you do have a group established, it would be good to try and see where your characters fall within this format. If you don't have yes. someone fall into one of these like slots specifically, Maybe they're a mix and another character is a different mix and they end up making up the five-man band. Also, before we get too deep into it, the point of a team is for people to fill out for each other's failings. So like, if you have one person on a team who's just good at everything, it never fails, why would he need a team? Looking at you, Shonen protagonist. So to have a team, you need people to fill in for wherever people fail, wherever it is the smarts, the muscle, the leadership, the tech, the good heartedness, the kindness, the violent one. You can literally have a team of three people and one of them's a crazy sociopath. I guess that's the muscle if he can calm the hell down. <laughs> but as long as they fill in for wherever people are failing, that's how you can have pretty good team dynamics at the basic core definition even if and this is mostly for real life even if everyone on the team kind of have the same skill set 
they still have their specialities like wherever it's like military video games um sports just right. everything everything where a team is everyone kind of has their own position on that team even like in track and field some people just faster but other people can you know last longer you gotta yeah. figure out where you want them in the position and I was going to bring this up later, but I'm just going to bring it up now. One of the main points of all of this, if you, as you start to expand your character list, especially if you are doing a solo protagonist and then side characters, do not make your team just a single attribute that speaks. Don't have the big guy just stand there and then growl, pick something up and throw it whenever necessary. They need to be actual people. They don't have to have like massive arcs to flush them out, but they should have something that makes them unique. They're a person. Mm -hmm. This isn't just the background janitor character who's doing the janitor things. This is someone who is supposed to be a key component of your story who is hoping to solve problems or maybe they're making the problem or they're causing drama. They need to be more than it's the big guy or it's the smart person. I don't know why I said big guy, but smart person, big person, smart person. There could be well, big as ladies. you see, uh, like as you see, ladies. you see the big guy as, you know, the big guy, the simple word for that would be, you know, kind of dumb because everyone could be a guy, guy, girl, no matter, all guys. But then you say smart person because they wouldn't call themselves a guy. It's like, I'm a person. Okay, friend? And it's like, asshole. That's the big guy. <laughs> Correct. Uh, getting dynamics. Getting into that five man band, though. The first three and the three that are the ones that are most commonly focused upon are the leader the Lancer, and the Heart. The first and third one are exactly what they sound like. The leader is the leader of the group, and the Heart is the person who is within the group that is generally the person that everybody centers around. Whether that be a love interest or just a happy-go-lucky character or even a doomy-gloomy character, but everybody likes them and they get along really well with that person. So that even if there is, like, some kind of dynamic between two of the characters where they butt heads or they don't like each other, there is still that one person that makes up the reason for why they don't just split up the group. Then to touch on the Lancer, it is essentially that it is generally used as the person who is second in charge. That person is, I'm going to speak in very general terms, it's the brash second in command that thinks that they are better than the person who is in command and constantly challenge their authority, whether that be physically or verbally, kind of just being like, if the leader is the tactician, they'll bring up a plan, but then the Lance will be like, ha, that'll never work. It, it's that person. It's the, the second fiddle. Uh, sometimes this character is actually better at combat, but is dumber. Sometimes they, it's the opposite. They're the smarter one, but they're less good at fighting and inspiring people. It all just depends. Um, back. I... What? Hmm? Did you say you're back? No. Oh, what are you saying? Man, Nothing. Keep going. 
the, the sideman effect. Um, and honestly, if you want a really good video to check out on the five-man band and where specific examples are given, uh, there's a YouTube channel called Overly Sarcastic Productions, which have a show they do called Trope Talk. Uh, they do very good work, and their five-man band video is very, very good. Uh, Maurice, Braz, do you have anything Me. to add before I go into the last two? Nope, you explained it better than that, though. Uh, I will add mines after you go into the last two, because mines is talking about how these things can be mixed and match. Ah, well, the last two are my favorite. It is the big person and the tech person. <laughs> and again, those two are pretty self-explanatory. It is while you, you know, the top three generally will have some kind of combination of brains and brawn. They're not generally, again, very general terms here. They're not stupid by any means. The big guy is generally the person you have that is, you know, big, dumb, brute, but they're really good at fighting or they're the muscle of the group while everyone else just has a general sense of it. It's kind of like if you look at the Avengers, not Bruce Banner, but the Hulk would be the big guy. I know it gets a little bit confusing now that he's Professor Hulk, but focus on Avengers 1. Yeah, we'll that's... see that in the mix and match later. Yeah. Um, sorry. The tech guy is kind of like your, well, again, exactly what it sounds like, the hacker, the person who makes the gear, or if it is a fantasy uh, system, generally it is uh, someone... Sorry, I have the hiccups down. This is what happens when I eat food too fast. Mm-hmm. My family has poor time when it comes to meals. Mm -hmm. Wanted to eat earlier, but no. Sorry, ranting. Back to the point. Uh, if it is a fantasy system, then generally this person will be the wizard, the sorcerer. This is the person who is a lot of times the foil to the big guy. Uh, again, they these two extra ones are there to, like Maurice was talking about earlier, they are the extra pieces to help cover for things that are missing from the team. Because again, while your main three are going to have, you know, brains and bronze in a mix, the tech guy, tech person, is one who has exclusively intelligence they can have some other things but their main focus is going to be around that whole i know things if we need a question answered i'm either gonna know it or i'm gonna know where we can find it well the big guy is like i'm the one that can get us there maurice you said yeah. you had things to add for the combination yes so even though in the five-man band that is that is once again that's just the base that's like the building blocks the foundation that you can start with they don't all need to stay or to be like that there can be the leader who's all who's actually the heart of the team the big guy can also be you know the smart guy like if you're trying to like collapse or expand the team you can give people more traits and take or take them away so you can actually really mix and match your team like you can have a very tactical like tactical genius as a leader who can't fight but then you have a big guy behind him who is not really good at fighting 
I mean, I mean, who's like really good at fighting, but does not care for planning. They will just rush in there and distract them while like the leader slash tech guy comes up with the idea. Just it's just ideas of how you can make up your team dynamic with just simple traits and adding them all together into one big group. It's like a pool. Because if um, a good example of a weird team dynamic and a non-action oriented one is Fruits Basket, where Toru is the heart of the team. Everyone will do anything for Toru. They all will constantly fucking break their spinal cords for her. But she is pretty much their leader. Anytime she wants to try to help someone, I guess we gotta help them, even though they're kind of an ass to me, but if Toru wants to help them, I gotta help them. So, that's how you have, like, the heart as the leader, but then you also have the tech guy. The only one who can't really be the leader is the Lancer, because he's normally the foil to the leader, where they're both trying to be the leader. But even then, you can, it can work. You can make it work, like Shaolin Showdown did it. Yeah, because everyone assumed Omi was going to be leader. Why those two were like foiling and button heads because Omi had the most experience. But and Raimundo was his lancer. Turns out Raimundo's the leader. And Omi until... was the foil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which was. Pretty good. That was good. I love Shell and Showdown. So you can pull it off. You can have each person like, ooh, having the big guy as the leader. Just look at Thor. I'm looking at him. Look at him. He's the big guy. Also a leader. He's a big leader. How the fuck the one come on like that? I apologize. I apologize for my outburst. So yeah, you aren't forced into these restraints. These are just the base level building blocks that you can start with. Like you got a box of Legos. You can start here and eventually build it into your own thing. Even though the box says build it into a Death Star. I don't listen to the box. I Fuck should. Box. Might have actually finished the one of my Lego sets if I did. <laughs> I actually finished something. Hey, I'm just saying, I had a couple of sets of Legos that <laughs> did not build what they should have built. <laughs> now, to move away from that five-man band discussion, because again, if you want a whole bunch of information on them, check check out OSP. Check out OSP in general. They're great. Um, do research. Do your research. Um, a lot of times with five-man bands, five does not sound like a lot. But a lot of writers, especially new ones, can't handle that many characters. And that's... As, as the main characters. As main characters, yeah. And that's not me, like, digging anyone. It's a lot. Like, it, it doesn't seem like a lot, because, again, five... But having that many characters, 
having that many possible interactions, having that many people that you have to build up in a natural and flowing manner. What's the time restraint? It gets really complicated really fast. So you need to make sure that you have as many as you need to cover and tell the story that you want to tell. If you want to tell a story with eight main cat, uh, eight main cast characters, go for it. Take your time. Try and do it as smoothly as possible. But you most certainly don't need to force yourself into the system of I have to make a five-man band. This is just a general framework. It's basically same concept as the hero's journey. You do not have to get the flowchart for the hero's journey and then form your outline around that journey. In fact, we've seen that so many times that it's best if you try and break away where you can. Definitely use it to help you with your outline if you're having trouble coming up with ideas, but it should not be the main basis for what you're doing. Uh, with that, the combinations actually can work really well for narrowing down your uh, your cast of characters. Because you can basically go, I have a Lancer, who's also the, the tech person. I have a leader who's also the big guy. Or whatever way you want to do those combinations. The big guy is also the heart. Yeah. There is something I also want to just quickly add in there. No. No, okay. No, okay, go. Uh, so if you do do research, <laughs> you'll find... You'll find in older models that one of them is just called the Chick. Who's that? Don't do that. I request. I will not force. I request. Don't do the chip. Dead. Wait, wait. And also don't do the sub part of that, which is just the hot chick. She's there just to be eye candy. Don't do make characters. A great example of not doing that is from Firefly. There was a character on the ship of Firefly mm -hmm. who straight up was a prostitute. That was her actual job. But she had a character. She had principles. She had a backstory. She helped out when things got rough. There was a reason she was there on the ship. And she had her own set yeah. of magical powers, if I remember correctly. She was real cool. She was a whole character. She wasn't just, what they you know, did though hot yeah what they did though was they have changed it over time to no longer just being called the chick and it's the heart now which it should have been from the first place because the heart can be anyone who is still the heart of the team it doesn't have to be the lone female of your group of masculine men <laughs> Again, you can literally have the strong guy also be the heart. You could be also the biggest softy. Also known as the pink printer effect. Yes. That's why I love Power Rangers Ninja uh, Ninja Force. They said, here's the colors you got. Red, blue, yellow. What about pink and the other one? No. You know what? Here's another red and another blue for you fucking <laughs> accent. <laughs> 
But we want more here the green. That's all you're getting. <laughs> we want the pink one. You ain't getting pink! I have another one that I'm going to desperately plead you to not do. For the love of God, don't make main character whose whole existence is just to be the romantic middle person. Don't make a chick whose whole thing is that main character and Lancer both fight over her. Stop it. I Give them a character. Make me Get believe that there is a reason why they're fucking trying to schmooze this person other than, oh my god, there's one woman in this fucking sausage factory. It's not even a sausage party, it's a whole factory. Get some help. Get some help. But it's, yes, this is things that uh, we recommend to avoid because I'm going to be honest, they just sound problematic. Yeah. I Again, I shouldn't have to explain why you don't just have female character who is love and present. No, no, there's nothing wrong with having a female character be the love interest. And I, for one, am still a big fan of love triangles. One of us, or not. Oh, the, the biggest betrayal is... of our relationship. Wait, 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 wait. I'm love a fan of Fruits Basket. Trigger for me, because I was watching this one show, and I swear to God, they put the drama in drama. Because, like, they had the main couple that we what knew did you just was say getting to me? They put the drama in drama. And let me explain why. They had the main couple that we knew was supposed to get together because they were the main two characters. He mm -hmm. had a girl that wanted him. She had a dude she had history with who wanted her. And then somewhere in between, the guy that wants the girl that's not the main guy had another girl chasing him. And then the guy who's chasing the girl <laughs> And another person. It was like triangles that was overlapping each other to the point this where the triangle made a fucking circle. Everybody. This is a graph. <laughs> this is a fucking pentagram. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Because I'm in hell. Some of this Satan. <laughs> it was what was of, this? It was out of control. I. It was a K drama. <laughs> Oh, this is your fault. You do this to yourself. <laughs> I know I did it. You keep to watching K dramas, and then once a week you're like, "They've destroyed my heart." I've only seen two K dramas. Uh, Alchemy of Souls was the one I was just talking about, and then there was Hotel Del Luna. That didn't really have a love triangle in it because yeah. it was just building up the main two uh, people's love triangle. So they, I mean. Not love triangle. Their their relationship, so they can destroy you at the end. That's nice. But yeah, Alchemy of Souls was fucking absurd. And they another thing that they did. This is off topic. Another thing they did was they would do previews of the show that had nothing to do with what happened in the show. So they made it. <laughs> they they set it up so it looked like one of the characters like got in trouble for assassinating somebody else and that it was going to be a big thing next episode. And then you get to the episode with the clips and everything from the preview had nothing to do with what they said in the preview. It was fucking <laughs> absurd. The so lies. They, they really like, they, they really like to drum up the drama, but it was, it had nothing to do with it. This, it's the definition of doing too much. <laughs> but yes, I, I like, 
Um, love triangles. Is you know, especially when they're done well. But you know, that could be said for I anything. I don't think they are. Well, I watched Fruits Basket and I loved it. Uh, but but much like the idiot hero uh, trope, uh, love triangles are overplayed, especially in YA novels and stuff like that. I hate them. Yes, especially yeah, try in to... shows like Twilight, where everyone involved is just a terrible person. <laughs> I was like, wow, yeah, I man. hope you all lose and just die. Yeah, but they took away the love triangle in Fifty Shades, and it did the same issue. Everyone's a terrible person. Is he still? Is he not a terrible person? No, they didn't remove the love triangle. There was a love triangle in the shades. Yeah. Oh. Her best friend, who was Jacob in the fanfic, actively tries to sex her when she's drunk, and then Christian oh Grey just shows up in the alleyway at the bar. Did you? Assuming you read these. I in high school, it was really popular. And fucking, I read it to impress a girl. Was she impressed? Yep. Oh, shit. Uh, actually, I had a similar interaction where a, no. girl I re- a girl I really liked said she was super into the Twilight movies. No. I mean, not the movies. What? It, was, it wasn't movies at the time. It was books at the time. I think it was like 13, 14. I, I was like, okay, let me look at oh, these books. Oh, your age. <laughs> let me look at these books. And then I started to read the synopsis of the books and everything, and then I went, wow, I'm no longer attracted to this girl. <laughs> See, that was a much better response. <laughs> that, that came out of nowhere. But yeah, um... Be careful. <laughs> That's all I characters. Be careful when it comes to the way that your characters interact. If one character is literally just a meat sack, like if a character could be replaced with this cardboard cutout of Hugh Jackman, you have a problem. Now, there is one thing I'm going to bring up. I would strongly advise against, if you're not writing a romance novel, making the romance a huge part of your story. I mean, it can't be big, but there are a lot of people who don't go into like fantasy and sci-fi books for the romance. So unless you are marketing this as like a sci-fi romance, fantasy romance, da 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 keep in mind there are a to some surprisingly large number of people who are ace who not only like don't like romance, some of them have been ace their whole life and they don't understand it and having it in the book is just really boring to them and it could ruin an otherwise really good book. I think that it can be a very, very major side plot thing going on. It doesn't have to be like, ah, go do the side quest to do the romance. But if you have several chapters in a row that is just the romance and the plot has just suddenly stopped for them to do the romance thing, I would advise maybe reconsidering. Obviously, this is... This one falls under what could amount to a more personal preference. I don't like plots stopping in order to be like, Look! These characters who've been standing next to each other. They like... You've done the ship, right? <laughs> uh, for me, I feel like they need to... It needs to be an appropriate time for when the plot does stop. Like, travel. Well, even then, the plot hasn't stopped. The plot is rolling. It's just, you know, 
Yeah, but it can't happen at the. Uh, like if it happens at the end, and I'm like, uh, fuck, forever. But like you know, during the plot, why things are happening, like the plot is always rolling until the book is over. So it got to ah, stop that's eventually. Not true. It got to pause. That that you need a break. I have read books where the plot literally stops in order for people to do that sort of shit. I disagree. I need, I need context because it, it sounds kind of like it really sounds like they went on a fucking honeymoon. <laughs> like, oh man, we need to go over there to stop the bad guy. Yeah, we're going to Waikiki real quick. See y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that shit happens in some books yo don't do that it's kind of like how um don't do that. the bad that beach episode crazy. where it's just like ah yes the dark lord is going to destroy the world oh my god guys summer break started yet today don't we have a limited yeah, okay. time to defeat the dark lord who cares bitches it's swimsuit season it's just yeah, like okay <laughs> i can see that that depending on how they do it avatar did it fucking fantastic I... That, that whole episode was a was a character study. I only think that that beach episode worked because we were from the perspective of the bad guys. No, even the good guys had a beach episode. Yeah, yeah I wasn't as big a fan of that. I liked it. It was fine because it was a moment where they weren't really needing to do anything. There was no immediate threat. Like at the end of the day, they still gotta. Get Aang from point A to point B. Was but that was before the eclipse. They had so much to do be before the eclipse. Yeah, but I think it was before they knew about the eclipse. No, they were with that was definitely in Book of Fire. Uh there was more than one beach episode, Kaiser. I don't remember all of it. Avatar has a lot of episodes. I gotta, I gotta go back to look because I know it was in book two. Is when they just got tall. They had like, like a beach episode. I am a not adding on. Avatar beach episode to my search history. They had a beach episode during every book of Avatar. They well, always just... had that downtown, uh, that down. Uh, yes, that downtown. Time. Well, while we're on the subject, it is a little bit away from group dynamics, but downtime is essential. Especially for groups. I am not talking about, like, just romance, though. What I mean is, if you want to look at it from a... I'll, I'll give you... I'm a very analytical person. So, for those other number crunches out there, there's rising actions and there are falling actions. Downtime account is a falling action. You don't want to just have rising actions to where everything is just, like, if you put it on a graph, it's just going up and up and up and up and up. You want to have a bit of a balance because you can only have big action, like stuff that really feels like there are things at stake, if you take the time to show the world that the characters are in. To speak from personal writing experience, I fucking love writing action. I have, I have a problem. I love planning action scenes. I love writing action scenes. I love the intricate way that you can tell a story through people doing things. But I have personally been spending a lot of time making sure that when I'm writing, 
I am taking the time to actually set up the world, set up what's going on, where they are, why they care about the places there are, so that when it comes time for the action, it's not just like, oh no, this thing's broken. It's like, wow, sucks for them. Who would have seen that coming? Yeah, it. it's not like I'm fucking going like, oh no, the kid died. I'm not going like, look at all these children, everybody. But they're, especially if you are doing some kind of a fantasy or a sci-fi novel, you need to have those downtime moments at the bare minimum to world build. You need to show people the world that these characters live in, especially if there are any major differences between their world and the world we live in. Because that makes the world feel, you know, flushed out. It makes it feel like they're somewhere fantastical instead of just being you know on earth plus earth prime 6175 yeah. the best way to do it is the man of steel way just fight in the city then you can see all the people terrified no. <laughs> the crying children running away while you fly into the IHOP then you throw a train at them it's like oh my god the babies <laughs> smash them through a daycare <laughs> Oh no. Oh no, What's think the, right? of the children. Oh no, the orphanage. Look at the My look ankle. at that skyscraper. There's lasers coming out of it. It split Jim in half. I'm a motherfucking five bet puffin' forest clip just Oh no, the orphanage. <laughs> but uh but uh but uh, but uh, back on to the main topic. The main topic of character dynamics. Now, yeah, you can mix and match. I am going to be perfectly honest. Yeah. With the time that you have to tell a book, I am personally a big fan of three-man teams. I think that they're... Okay, Destiny. What? I said, okay, Destiny. I thought Destiny mm -hmm. had four-man strike teams. Mm -mm, three. Uh... I take back my opinion. No, I'm kidding. It, um, I think that three characters allows you to do a bit of mix and matching with them. It also just makes it easier because you have less characters who need to be, you know, majorly flushed out. You have these three characters who you can focus on. You have very easy pairings off of them. You know, you have one-on-ones and you have the three of them talking together. It's uh, basically you know what you just groups. advocated for. Hmm. If you say you a love have... triangle, I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> you have accidentally advocated for the making of most for a lot of love triangles. All right. No, you cannot tell me that the fact that I said three characters means love triangle. These characters don't have to even fucking like each other. They don't. I'm not saying that you meant to but the odds are this is where they're going to go this is where a lot of people brains are going to go all what right if i'm going to clarify like myself right now girl. i don't fucking mean a love triangle i don't like love triangles if you have three characters why can't they be three friends there's three of us in this call right now i ain't fucking two of you what Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> I mean, they don't have any proof of that. 
Are you calling me a liar, Maurice? I'm just saying, they they don't have any proof. Who knows? It may be a love triangle that you just don't know about. Roz, do you love Maurice? What? Do you? No. I love you guys. But not that way, look, you friend. Look at look at that triangle. It's not a love triangle. We did it, friend. boys. There's no friendship fucking triangle. We did it, boys. You had a friendship triangle. Actually, no, there is a such thing as a friendship triangle. It's one person doesn't like a person. The other person... Two people don't like each other, but they're both friends with the same person. Yo, I need to see that. What's that in? What do you mean, what's that? That's real life! Yeah, but I want to see it. I don't want real people drama. I want... It's like politics. I don't care for real politics, even if it's important. I care for fake politics. I want to see this friendship triangle where two people despise each other but this one middle person is like the greatest person ever and they just they just suck it up and be be there for the middle person i'm gonna write it roz get the art <laughs> roz, draw draw enemies to friends question mark draw frenemies that's the definition of frenemies i'm only here because of person a I'm only here because of person A and to outdo you, you piece of shit. I'm going to be the better and, best friend. And they, they start like fighting each other. And then like the person A peeks in with like coffee. I bought you guys coffee. Oh, you're hugging. Their fists are cocked back. <laughs> and then they just pat each other on the bed. Like, <laughs> yes, hugging. That is what we're doing. Look at that. We, we got a new dynamic and it came from stupidity of ours. Anyways. Yeah. And like he he the, likes three man bands. I the three person bands. Yeah. Three but three it, fellows. It is. That's just my personal preference. I outside of love triangles, this fucking shit. I hate love triangles. I don't. Aren't you writing one? What? No. No, no. I... Yes, no, I'm writing something I actively despise. Won't be the first time. Only when I have to write, like, an asshole character. Like, this guy's a fucking piece of shit. I'm not making that the main fucking point of character interactions. Listen, here's the thing. I feel like if you like someone, that should be it. You go to them, do they like you back? Yeah. Great. Be together. Fucking... If you like someone, and they like multiple people, fucking... You don't have to like the other person, but you can let them like multiple people. There's nothing wrong with that. Polyamory is a thing. Yeah. But there's also... Maybe you don't like them liking other people. Maybe they don't like other people. They like multiple people, and it's like... You gotta tell Damn, them I like them both, but we're all friends. No, of course they can have friends, but can they have other boyfriends? Why not? Can they have other girlfriends? No. How do you know? Because I, I would not date a person like that. That's what the characters would say. Like if the person wants, like if the person wants to be Polly, that's their choice. But you know, you don't have to be a part of that choice. And yeah. that's where love triangles come from. Woo! I hate them. Yeah. 
thing for you. I love them. I love love triangles. It, but I watch fucking romances. That's that's where I'm there for. I like cute romances. I like the love triangles. I fucking I saw a goddamn pentagram. I saw multiple hexagram. I saw a ten person one before. It was hectic. What? <laughs> what? There are romances out there that get crazy. Like, look at Tenchi. No comment. I and I am here for that drama. I'm not. I don't. I don't even really like romance because the only way that romance works in a novel form is if people like have emotions but then ignore them or come up with some fucking arbitrary reason to why their emotions aren't allowed to exist and it's it's just a bunch of angst most yeah. of the time that i Any read angst? i don't need any more angst i have enough built up inside of me i don't yeah, need someone splooging their angst all over my fucking face now how you think they feel they don't want it in them either, but this is air. It's like not in them anyways. <laughs> As I said, they just splooged out. There you go. Stop splooging it at me. So yeah, y'all make whatever you want. Just be careful with like everything you work with. Remember, your story is fragile. You can easily drop it. And Ooh. also, uh, on a perfect segue, Group dynamics does not mean romance. It's friends, too. Generally, it's yeah. mostly friends. And with that, if you have two characters that you're like, these two are good friends, don't establish them as good friends by going, wow, aren't we great friends? Fucking yeah. looking at you, goddamn. Oh, God, I have blocked it out so hard I have forgotten the name. How can I literally quote to you movies like end to end but i can't remember the name of an animated series i've seen from end to end because you don't you're not a weeb you don't like the animes as much no i can quote to you like entire episodes of avatar that's not an anime it's and i didn't say an anime i said an animated show oh because this one wasn't an anime it was on crunchyroll but it wasn't an anime High Guardian uh, Spice, there it is. Oh. Fucking High Guardian Spice just showing two characters. Like, I, we're best friends, right? Yeah, we're best friends. We're gonna do shit, right? We're gonna do shit. And then the show started, and it's like, wow! Totally needed that remember. characterization. I'm trying to remember where this was. Where what was? This is a line of dialogue because I 100% believe it existed, but my brain doesn't remember it. They don't say exactly that. It do not. The first line where we got 10 seconds in before we had to pause and talk about it. Ah uh, yes. We have wait. We have wait, trained we... our whole our whole lives for this. Yeah. Like wow, thanks for introducing us two characters who have known each other for their whole lives, and they've been waiting oh, for this uh... moment. Fucking could have waited 10 fucking seconds before you fucking show us that they're friends you don't have to have them say aren't we great friends aren't you happy that we became friends since we were children no do you not enjoy I... the way that we friend together 
I wow, I didn't even think of it. What? I don't understand their team dynamic. They don't have they one. Don't have one. That entire show is terrible. Why are you still thinking about it? Because I because it's a part of my job to be critical about things I've watched. I mean, you're right. And I mean so that we can ways. avoid them in the future. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm giggling at you, right? I didn't do that on purpose. Uh, what do you mean by their dynamic? What is their team dynamic? What? Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, I guess Sage is the smart one, but I have not seen her do anything quite intelligent. She just has the best use of magic. Well, here's the part that's fucking ridiculous. Uh, what's her bucket? Main character lady. Rosemary. Rosemary is the leader. But she's, like, also her own foil. Well, she just <laughs> sucks. Because, uh, what's her bucket? Uh, elf lady? Time. Time is the Lancer. Is she? 100%. I didn't even think she was a part of the team for real, for real. She was just in the open. <laughs> no, she is, she because even... do you know what? Fucking like the dwarf is the heart. Yeah, Parsley was the best one. And she was the and only the big reason guy. why Sage was... Nope, that's the blue-haired lady. Fuck, how did... You just told it to me. My brain Hi. is so violently attempting not to remember these things that I have they already are... forgotten. See, here's the thing. They're ma they're named after things I used to cook all the time with. I know. I feel like names need to be like fucking fantasy days for me to fucking remember them. Because if you say something that's real, my brain just goes, ah, oh, we know what that is. Delete. Yes, you can't, you can't remember the name time. But if I asked you... What was the name of the really powerful elf from Lord of the Rings from back in the olden days? Wow, that is there's so you many. You would give me a you would give me a list. Let's go with no. Well, mm, let's go with Feanor. Feanor's a great one. That's not even how many vowels is in there? Uh, F E A N O R. So <clears throat> three. I started with an F. I thought it was a T. No, it's Feanor. Not Feanor, it's Feanor. And his brother, Fingolfin. Yeah, he can't remember time. I think his other brother's name is Finrod. Shit up. Is it Finrod? Yeah, he's just making shit up. I gotta check now. <laughs> he's just... <laughs> Did you say Fimroz? No, Finrod. <laughs> oh. Yeah, his name is Finrod. F-I-N-R-O-D. Fucking... I'm gonna spit out my damn eat a dick. Eat <laughs> These are people who did not show up in the fucking movie. Well, of course they didn't show up in the movie. They're from the Silmarillion. I know yes, why they cut them. Names. The... I know why they cut them from the show. The fucking names are too hard to God say. God damn it! Why? <laughs> they were alive. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's some bad team dynamics there. I don't think that this guy was... I don't think that he was Feanor's brother. Mm. Interesting turn of events. Yeah, so there were some bad teammates there. 
Um. Anyway, back on topic of talking about the dynamic. You can also increase them. Fingolfin, Irme, and Penarfin. Like, um, there are tons of, um, the best way I could put it is there's some situations where you can have a giant, a giant team if you can do it all. But I mostly see them in video games where big teams work, where you can, the player as the leader, and that's it. I don't think you get to be the heart because half the time you just pick the sarcastic arching anyway. Uh, you can go around, talk to people, get to know them, see who's your favorites, see who's not your favorites, Jacob. Hang out with them. If you played Dragon Age, Mass Effect, Call of Duty, fucking Call of the Duty God? got a plethora. Even Call of Duty have a plethora of characters with uh, unique team dynamics. Like how you are the big guy. <laughs> Who are you? In Call of Duty, you are the big guy. Oh, yeah. You're never the leader. You're never the smart one. You're the big guy. How dare you say that about Soap? Even as Soap, when, you, when you're playing as Soap, you're the big guy. When Soap is playing as Soap, he's the heart. When Soap is playing as Soap. <laughs> when the AI takes control of him and he's his own person, and you get to play as Roach. Ah, uh, yes, the dead man walking. You get to do the big guy is, hey, Roach, go do everything. Also, on the <laughs> yeah. on the subject of Dragon Age, Dragon Age and Mass Effect are actually really good fucking case studies of how to do uh, fucking uh, team dynamics. Because or at least how to attempt. Sometimes they miss. Sometimes they miss. Again, I, it's a great case study because the care because it's a video game and the way that those video games are designed with the RPG aspects of it. They have the time to build out the characters to a ridiculous extent. It is, in my opinion, really fucking great, but also it does take advantage of something that you don't have while writing, wherein you could literally spend hours just hanging out with one person. Yeah. The, the, the thing that you're missing is... Uh, the person who bought it, free will. Yeah, the audience does just get to decide. Yeah, I'm gonna go and talk to this person. Hello. Versus the book where we're railroaded on a very nice linear path. Here's what you do. You just write your book and make eight appendices for every one of your characters. To where basically it's a choose your own adventure book, but the things they're choosing is their dialogue options. I want this now. <laughs> I want to choose your own adventure. You can make it to. You can actually. Fantasy. Now that I'm saying this out loud, you could make so much money off of this because one of the things you could do is you could have a choose your own adventure for like each major act of the book. This book. Okay, first off, this is not a book, Wait. people. This is ten books that you have to buy in a box set. <laughs> Wait. But do not open it, until you've completed Arc Two. Isn't that just what they do with the uh, the games like Until Dawn and uh, 
the yeah, but those are games. Story. Yeah, those aren't games. I mean, those, those are games. games. We, yeah, we need <laughs> this in the book. I want the quarry in a book form, but not like Goosebumps or the ones that are like for kids. I want something for me. <laughs> like, I need this thing to be a real, and this is accent for a lot, but I've seen people done do crazier things. I want to see a thick ass book or multiple books. Whereas multiple choices of dialogue, things like that. And it's like, if you chose this option, this character just doesn't like you no more. And now for the rest of the book series, their dialogue on the pages are just them not liking. <laughs> like they, they have to be here because you're saving the world or whatever, but they're snarky as shit. Or they like only answer to other people until you figure out how you make it up to them. I, I need, um, fucking graph for this one like i need like multiple whiteboards and just charlie day to look at me like i'm absolutely insane sounds like you better get started i ain't doing it why not that's why i look i don't have it in me someone else can do it you out there go do it um it's not time to go make something yet we still got more to talk about I just remembered something that's off topic that I need to ask you guys about before I forget. Hit me with it. So nobody found my horror movie about toilets interesting at all? Not one not one lick. I don't even remember you talking about it. <laughs> I'm right in the same I boat, Maurice. I I didn't talk about it. It was a conversation that I I, I posted a screenshot of in the Wham uh chat. Yeah, we didn't we didn't pay oh, attention I to it. Oh, I think I think I saw it, and then I immediately put something under it. So, the, yeah, so this was the context. My friend was uh, upset because there was like a, a massive flood in the area and they had like a foot of water in their room. And then they were talking about exploding garage doors and stuff like that, and then uh, being thankful that the toilets didn't explode. So, uh, to cheer them up, I told them a story about a horror movie where toilets are the villains. And I thought I did a good job. Stephen King would write that book. He would write the script for that movie, too. I mean, it would be the first time you took an, anim <laughs> an animate object and said, kill people. <laughs> <laughs> um team dynamics Ooh, we team are dynamics sorry i saw did not stay on listen i pulled up I, I derail everything and as when i pulled it up i saw a hashtag that confused me and now i've looked at it and i no longer need to think about it Oh, Good. Like when I saw the hashtag Lola Bunny challenge. No. Ooh, just, I was very confused until I looked at it. I saw the hashtag, oh. uh, hashtag boycott woman king. Oh, oh, I saw that too. That's the move, the new, the new movie that's coming out. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, I, I scrolled through a couple and I don't know enough to comment on it in a recording. That would have to be something that comes later. A lot of people yeah. saying, hey, how dare you say boycott the woman king? And then a bunch of other people say different things, which again, I haven't had a chance to read. So I don't want to 
bring up their points if they're wrong because I don't like spreading disinformation. Yeah, I'm kind of scared uh, for that movie because I know what it is and I'm glad they're doing it. Same exact time. Uh, real life history of what happened to people sucks. Yeah. It didn't so go well a do... lot of the time. Yeah, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna put it in their favor for this one for right now. Like, now I'm gonna say they won. Sure. I, listen, I love it when history gets reimagined to where the good guys win. Mm-hmm. Unless I mean, it, they did it for uh, the Spartans, right? No, they all fucking no, they... died in three hundred. <laughs> fucking. I mean, they look awesome while they did it. Yeah, right. I mean, they technically Pause for won. A second. won Let's the next think about this though. for a second. A group of about 1,500 Greeks held off millions of Persians for three days? And you think they needed a movie to look cool? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, you guys need to learn to appreciate history better. <laughs> no. Fucking, those numbers alone should be enough. You go, that's fucking badass. No, no, no. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We can say it's badass, and we can imagine it in our minds as badass, but physically watching people be badass... I'm gonna be 100% honest with you. The Spartans and the... Sorry, not the Spartans. The Greeks in that battle were way more badass historically than they were in that movie. I, I wasn't there. All right, let me explain something to you. When the Persians charged, they did not hold them in the shield wall for about 60 seconds and then break out into a bunch of, like, just walking at the Persians in individual fighting. Oh, um, sure. They had to hold that shield wall for hours. Like, they held that fucking wall and they did what I thought was honestly the coolest part of that battle scene where they're literally holding the shield wall opening, stabbing, closing, getting run into again, pushing, open, stab, close for hours. Yeah. I know that would have been... Cinematic. It's kind of like, us was like, well, that would have been boring to watch. It's like, yeah, but you know what? That's really fucking badass. Like, look, some people look, would look, look at Strongman look. and be like, he's just picking up a weight. I'm like, that man is lifting 500 kilograms off the ground. Yeah, but you you're there to five. see them do that. Like, you're there to see them lift it up. If you just read about it, you're like, that's a lot. That's why we do Maurice? reenactments. Maurice? Reenactments are fucking great. Maurice. Mm -hmm. I love you. his feelings. I studied history. I actively don't need a Hollywood rendition of something. Good. I didn't. I need it. I, I know. you. <laughs> I only clapped back for that one because you said you. Yeah. As though I needed Look. to, like... I didn't fucking... I knew it was badass that Eddie Hall did that 500 kilogram lift before I saw it. Fucking, I have never seen a rendition of the, I believe... No, it's not Harper's Ferry. Uh, fuck, what the fuck is that? Bridge named. The bridge that had the Viking on it. But it would be really cool to see a reenactment of it. Probably not. They'd probably fuck it up. Yeah, it'd probably be more fun in anime form than... It, no, that'd be even fucking worse. I saw Vinland yes. Saga. <laughs> My fucking main character Saga. running around with Vikings, fucking four foot nothing and daggers. Back off. Rushing at him. <laughs> Stabbing him. 
Look at all these guys walking around with big ass fucking shields. Yeah, the dagger guy will get him. Like, like He's real just, fast. Just, let's look at this for an example. Real life Dempsey roll looks kind of cool, but it just looks like a guy shrugging his shoulders. Okay. Anime so Dempsey to, roll. You about, you about to start him on something that you don't want to start? Uh, yeah, that, I do. No, don't do The it. Battle of Stamford Bridge. And also, Roz, you're wrong. Like, like, the actual Dipsy Roll does not make air jet, uh, air jet engine sounds when he swings. I'm sorry, it's just not a Motherfucker, cool. Jackie <laughs> Robinson didn't have tiger sound effects when he was fucking doing dive catches in the fucking Major League Baseball. Are you gonna tell me? Are you gonna fucking tell me that Jackie Robinson wasn't still a motherfucking badass? No, I'm just saying. Are you gonna cool tell me? Anime Stop. Are you gonna tell me that motherfucking. The what is it? The See, boxing the anime. Impo. Impo. Are you gonna tell me that Impo's peekaboo fucking style is better than the real life Mike motherfucking Tyson? No, they look the same. <laughs> Are you sure? Because Mike Tyson didn't have air fucking coming off of him as he went back and forth. He didn't have fucking jet engine sound. Mike Tyson was just motherfucking Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'm See, look, saying, look, look, if we look. add sound effects, boxing would be more interesting. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> look, look, you, look, look. We're Roz, not saying. You know what I just hear? I just heard you say, "I have literally never watched a real boxing fight in my life." I have. <laughs> well, wait. No, I've had, I, I don't. You've remember. watched highlights. Don't come at me, Roz. <laughs> I've seen a boxing match. Pay per view. You've watched a uh, pay per view boxing match? Yeah, my dad had. We had pay-per-view back in the old days, and I watched all pay-per-view things. Oh. We had, free, we had free pay-per-view. I've seen, like, all the uh, wrestling <laughs> ones, a lot of boxing. Not football. I, I was... Football I doesn't have pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, for... Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I was a child. <laughs> but, yeah, I watched, like, a lot of pay-per-view things because we had free pay-per-view. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, look, look, look. We're not saying they're not badass. We're saying they could look more badass if I could see it. Knowing something's badass is different than watching something that's badass. Yeah, I didn't know pulling a train with your body was uh, badass until I saw I got to do it. I didn't think it was possible. That's why I didn't think it was badass. Motherfucker, fucking people at the World's Darkest Man competition pull fucking planes. They look yeah, great. Yeah, I know. Cool I saw it. it. It was great. But you you read it, and it's like, okay, that's cool, I, I guess. But then you watch the man do it. Holy shit. Is he pulling a plane? All right. That's I pretty mean, badass. I, I'm I would surprised. Like... You're surprised that the artist is a visual person. I would just like to ask you something. Yes. Both of us? You guys know who Sugar Ray Robinson is? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen a Sugar Ray Robinson fight? Nah. Are you gonna tell I've me? I've seen many that you old need, black men reenacted. Are you gonna tell me you would need to see the boxing matches to f understand the fact that no. this man has a boxing record of one hundred and seventy-five, nineteen and six, one hundred and nine knockouts? <laughs> not even saying that. That's exactly the opposite of what we said. We said we know they're badass. It's cooler to see them do it. Yeah. You're gonna watch 200 boxing matches? No one did. 
Subway de- bolts will people have. Yeah. And they look. I know they're probably great. Do you know what like, it I've actually a... might be something that makes me disagree with you? I have it's borne like witness to watching the entire career of MMA fighters. Mm-hmm. They don't ever end happy. There have yeah. been two people who have ended their fighting careers happy. And so seeing the whole thing where you see all the losses that come at the end is less badass than looking back at, like, the records of certain people throughout their careers. It's only badass if you go out on your feet. It's not only badass if you go on your feet. Fucking Randy Couture, Daniel Cormier, those two are still fucking badasses. They both left on losses. Yeah, look, no one's not saying they ain't badass. It's just badass to watch them. It's like, you know, I know a lot of historical events. I have not seen dramatizations of these historical events. So all I have is just the words I read. It's like, when, you know, when movies start coming out, people go to them because the words I read in my imagination sometimes is not the greatest. Imagination. But when someone puts it onto screen and I can be like, Oh, shit. That's crazy. It's like, you know, like, this one's going to get a little dark. It's like young me when 9-11 happened. Did not give a fuck because I was a five-year-old until I got home and saw a plane hit a tower. I heard a plane hit a tower. Didn't understand, didn't care. I watched a plane hit a tower. Holy shit, that's completely different. Our teachers made us watch it like it, it was happening in real time and they just put it on TV and they just stopped whatever they were doing. So we were all trying to figure out what was going on. And then, you know, we ended up seeing it. I and saw that it. was crazy for a fifth grader. I saw yeah. the second plane. Not like in reality, I mean, on TV. Yeah, I was living in Japan at the time and time change real fucking wacky. And I uh, I can't remember whether I was coming downstairs because I had just woken up or coming downstairs because I had heard mom watching the TV and I literally got downstairs as the second plane hit. Ma didn't know I was there and I literally went that wasn't dad, right? Because my dad's a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so innocent. <laughs> Don't Sorry. laugh at me. <laughs> Someone clip that. I, 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 I'm not laughing at you. I'm just sad for you. Because I was stupid. No, because you're naive, worried about your stupid. dad. <laughs> like, you didn't know any better. But yeah. So yeah, there, there's a difference. Completely I still play. <laughs> I still know they're badass. I just want to see them be bad. It's like um, Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen, completely badass. If I've not seen a Donnie Yen movie, would have never cared about the man. This, I'm gonna chalk this up to two things. A, I feel like I've seen a lot more books that I care about get poorly adapted than you. That's just a theory. We don't, need, we don't need to compare rap sheets. I'm just, it, it's just oh, an no. I get. Oh no, you definitely read more books than I ever will. The second thing is, is once again, has to go back to the fact that, you know, history to grief. So I'm, again, very much used to 
some of those badass things in history just not being transformed. Uh, especially because of the fact that, you know, a lot of the cool things from history uh, happened in reality. And so there are certain things that also happen along with them that make it to where people don't want to show them on a big screen. Hey, look, even the History Channel did dramatizations, and I like those too. As long as it's something I can physically see, I get more interest. I want to know when Hollywood's going to grow some balls and make a goddamn Hannibal Barca movie. Never. Never. Fucking the only goddamn major Greek movie that's come out is goddamn 300 and 302. There wasn't even watch that one. Yeah, 300 yeah. Uh, Rise of an Empire. And that movie, oh my god. I fucking hated it. Especially because I have. I have a handful of generals throughout history that I very much have been like, these people were fucking real fucking great at their job. And top two are Hannibal Barca and Themistocles. Well, Themistocles was the main fucking character of this, uh, 302. And oh my god, did they just butcher everything about him. None of it's at... Fucking the fact that, like, the Persians weren't ready for Athenian shock infantry. And it's like, pardon you? The Athenian what? Do you guys know what shock infantry is? Nope. Shock infantry and shock cavalry refer to lightly armored either people or cavalry that run in, stab a bunch, back out, and then they will hit different parts of the line. They're meant to be fast and do hit and run tactics. You know, the opposite of what the Greeks did. Fucking bunch of Greek guys running around loincloths with no shirt, no fucking armor, no shield. Fucking swinging around, double-headed axes, and I'm like, who? Where did you find these guys? These aren't Athenians. It hurt me, especially when you actually look at what happened at the Battle of Marathon, because it was so cool. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about character dynamics. <laughs> Maurice, you said that you had planned out a couple of good and bad examples. Why don't you feed us some? Maurice? Oh, no. Did we lose the friend? I don't know. Maurice, are you alive? It's a shame. I, I truly did love him. It was a shame. He's back. Yes. So we still talk about group dynamics? Yes, I. I'm gonna assume you stood up. I literally went. All right, so we're talking about group dynamics. Maurice, you said you had prepared some good and bad examples. Damn, you waited exactly for my pizza to get here. Yep. Listen, mm. maybe you should put what you're leaving in the Discord. Mmm. That sounds like work. It is. Anyways, good examples and bad <laughs> examples. Uh, for team dynamics, I have 
a bunch of examples, but I kind of like just went for the more core. Yes, this is a team. So I kind of like stayed out of the Gundams where it's like, oh yeah, look at these 13 individuals that all have to work together. Uh, so one of my favorite core dynamics is Team Avatar, where they really mix it up. They also mix people's shit. Where they also mix people's shit. Where they have the leader, Aang, who is the heart. Oh. <laughs> they have off the little blind girl, is the muscle. Are we sure that her name is it Toph? It's Toph. Are you Don't sure you that? Dare disrespect that queen like that. Listen, Aang is on. Toph could be Toph. Oh no, she's Tofu. I, I, I fucking hate the fact Tofu that Sama. That goddamn you, movie right now. How dare you're gonna get how canceled? Dare you like that. <laughs> gonna get canceled. I don't think I'm gonna get canceled this. for making fun of the Avatar movie. You're gonna get canceled because they ain't gonna understand that. They're gonna think you're serious. Yes, don't worry. <laughs> you look like you're clear. serious. They don't Internet. understand subtlety. Internet. I'm joking. Nah. It's all a ruse. Nah. Haha, <laughs> you fell for it. You're stupid. Then we have Sokka. Sokka is not only the smart guy, the comic relief and the sarcastic one. Like, half the time he could be a lancer to everyone. But he's also the hype man. We have Katara. People think Katara's the heart. No, she's a lancer a lot of the time. It is shocking how much she goes against their plans. <laughs> Yeah, she hates their planes religiously. And then we got, you know, our extra member just came in here, took him out the trunk at the spare tire. We got Zuko! <laughs> uh, now, you would probably think Zuko is also kind of like a Lancer. He's really not. Like, the only time he argued with Aang was not over... The, to... uh, yeah. Fire Lord. I don't want to kill. Kill my father. <laughs> kill my fucking dad. Yeah, Zuko's uh, more of a go with the flow type person. Yeah, like anytime someone needed help, everyone got a Zuko adventure except Toph. He doesn't need help. Katara was like, I want to get revenge on the person who killed my mother. You mean this guy? I know exact location and position right now. We can go. Then we got Dark Side Katara for a while. And then Aang's like, and here's Aang, you can't do that. You have to, Katara, you have to let it go. Hey, I'm already on, I'm already on Appa. We can go fuck him up. <laughs> it's too late. It's like, uh, either you can buy me new Capri Suns or I can fight her and my fists are already up. <laughs> I, I love the mix-up because you think like this is one of the first time I've ever I actually see the foil in my eyes the foil I know a lot of people think Katara's the heart I think those are crazy people Aang is the heart Aang had the most heart 
throughout the entire series Aang was always the one trying to help his friends do the right thing he is the one people go to for guidance sometimes it's he is so much the heart is disturbing and that's what made him really good compelling main character to me hard to find characters who's the heart and the main character normally they just shove it into the love interest yeah looking at you or he may i feel like there's a joke to be made about shoving the heart into the love interest <laughs> well she is literally the heart because uh that's that literally? was the whole heart yeah that was the whole point of heart dynamic with ukiyota he figured out, he thought, he believed if he understood Orihime, he could understand what a heart is. Yep, and then he died because oh, yeah. he She's understood. Great. But he, he died because of the, all, all the internal trauma, but he when he died, he understood. Because of the internal from all those stabs he got. <laughs> it wasn't just the stabs. It was the nuke he took to the face. <laughs> all his internal uh, organs were gone. Who are you talking about? Uh, uh His name is Ukiyota, but uh, my brother calls him Marilyn Manson. You're only confusing me more. I want to change the topic. <laughs> I want to change <laughs> I don't understand anymore. I thought you said Orihime, and I recognize that name. I was talking about uh, a character arc she went through in the Waco Mundo thing. It was more of a character arc for the people around her, because Orihime is a character that is one of those, what is it called? Uh, Our arc I'm... started as soon as she showed up on screen. <laughs> yeah. It just stopped. It was like, this is me, Yeah, and I'm perfect. She's, she's one of those characters where she doesn't change. She changes the things around them, like Goku and Luffy and stuff like that. Like, even when she got kidnapped, it was because she didn't want her friends to get hurt. And when they got her back, it was like, she'll do it again. She'll 100% <laughs> do it again. Yeah, she'll 1,000% she'll do it again. Uh, but uh, she, she affected a few of the villains. Uh, she one in a positive the villains. way. <laughs> one in a positive oh, way, which was Ukiyota, and the other one in a negative way. And it was more of a look at what the heart character can be. Uh, so Ukiyota, she changed for the better because she helped him understand what a heart was, what a what desire and all that other type of stuff is. But with Grimjow. She only encouraged his bullshit by helping him. So it, it's <laughs> it's like a a what is it? The dynamics of the good and bad that can come from a heart type character. It's like because... you know you you reinforce someone and they're like thank you. I've seen the light and you try to reinforce another person, tell them they could be okay and things like that. He's like you're right. It is okay if I punch people in the face. Oh no, wait now. I'm gonna go do that. I'm gonna go in punch fact, all of them in the face. Every single one of them. And yeah, I in just fact, command. In fact, I'm gonna start with your boyfriend right here. Damn, oh, no, look wait, at his wait, wait. You stay face. here. 
Yeah, you stay safe. I'm gonna go beat the shit out of him. Hold on. <laughs> turns around, Angelina. See, I told you, you had a punchable face. Punch, punch, punch. Is but, she down there on the ground just watching? But it, it's also a commentary on the specific character she was dealing with. You cannot reason with Grimjow. He's just that dude. Ukiora is a character without emotions and is not driven by it. He's driven by logic. So he always wants to understand intangible things. So you can get through to him eventually. Grimjow, no. <laughs> He's going to do what Grimjow does and let's put hands on people. In a non-consensual way. The hands don't require consent. In fact, what? I'm pretty sure most hands, most fist fights are not consensual. Somebody gets snuck, and then everybody has to scrap to make sure they don't get snuck. I feel like I need a clip uh, that you just said a second ago. <laughs> Somebody gets snuck, and now we gotta fucking scrap. Exactly. Now, I also have an example for a band. Not really a five-man band, but a group dynamic. Mm-hmm. Team 7. Yes, that was gonna be mine too. They are a terrible team. In fact, there's only one point in the series before they break up that they actually worked together. And it was only two of them. The third member never worked together with the rest of them, ever. I don't know who Team 7 is. Naruto Sasuke's soccer. Uh, I like the training arc in the beginning. That was the only time they worked together. And even then, they were not working together. No, they definitely weren't working together. I just, I just like, I just like Akashi. Yeah, everyone likes Akashi. But don't worry, Naruto fans. They did do it again, and they did it better in the Sasuke retrieval arc, where they became. They were a much better team. Ooh, when Naruto, Shikamaru, Neji, Kiba, Choji all said, "Hey, let's go fuck him up." See, I think the key I, there, though, is Shikamaru. Shikamaru is very good guy. at bringing out the best in his team. He is mm-hmm. the leader. He's not the best fighter on his team by far. I mean, he's not the worst either. That goes to Kiba. But he <laughs> is very good at making split I thought decisions. We go to no, she he wasn't, wasn't a part of that team. Uh, makes sense. She I stood by and cried. Either. She stood by and cried and didn't do anything. Damn, mm-hmm. that that sounds almost as much like Sakura as saying that fucking oh god, Katara complained about her mom being dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I will let yeah. Morris take the floor because I will only spew like hot lava. Not wrong. He spit off fire. But yeah, there is when it comes down to the normal Team Seven. First off, there is no leader. Even if you think Naruto is the leader, <laughs> the best person who would probably be the leader is Kakashi. And Kakashi, his his leadership is kids stay back, and them not agreeing with that. Yeah, it's like the uh, rule all the Robins have. The number one rule when you become a Robin is disobey Batman. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Next, they don't really, they don't really fit a mold. Like, you can say Sasuke is like the big guy in the Lancer, but he's 
not Naruto and him argue all the time, but again, Naruto's not really the leader. If anything, they're both just lancers to each other. And uh, Sakura is, especially during that time back in the old days, Sakura was the main definition of the chick. Yeah, and then she decided to add the brute on it at the end. Yeah, like I would give it to her in um, Shippuden, where she started putting on a lot of like act like extra work, where she could be not really the heart. Naruto's the heart, so I guess she would be not really the big guy useless. because Naruto, she's not useless. Like she's the medic. Like when Naruto's down, out, and bleeding, she will actively shove her hand into his body and manually pump his heart. You want to know? I don't know. Is, is she Ooh. the smart person? Yes, no. she's also supposed to be the smart person. I mean, person. I guess. She's but supposed like, to, but she's not. Like, that's the thing. They just don't fit into any role where I can just be like, what are you people? You're just a group of people. So, See, here's a thing that I'm going to say. Uh, maybe this will get me canceled. Who knows what will eventually happen to do that. I think Naruto sucks. That's fine. Uh, no one's gonna really nobody's gonna write you on you, it. But Naruto fans will come after you. That's fine. Which is they, fine. They can't even take it when you tell them Boruto sucks and even they think it sucks. Listen, I'm gonna be 100% uh, honest with you. If I if what I have just said is inflammatory enough for them motherfuckers to come after me, it's fine. I'll see them coming because they run like goddamn idiots and then I'll just briskly <laughs> walk away because having your arms behind you does not make you run faster. The length of if anything, it makes you run slower because you like, no longer have the momentum of arm pumping. The biggest disappointment and the reason why I just stopped watching Naruto, period. And well, I didn't stop watching, period, but I stopped watching and only came back for like fights or something interesting was going on was in Shippuden. Uh, well, it was more so because I, I hated the 93 episodes of fucking filler that was the end of the original Naruto. You but accept it, them. <laughs> it, it was everything. They tried to make Sakura relevant in Shippuden, and I started to like her when she was doing the Chio stuff, and she was fighting the puppets, and she took down Sasori, and then okay. they did nothing with her the rest of the series until the Okay, I, I have to constantly fight this. She was a puppet. I can't give her the win. Chio won. <laughs> No, it wasn't. Chio absolutely won. Chio carried the hell out of that fight. But Sakura was doing something. She was she was on screen doing something. She was a puppet. She had <laughs> someone else controlling her body. I will not give the win to all the puppets. Fucking uh, Gara's brother has. It's him. He's controlling the puppets. Yeah, yeah I understand. But then they did nothing with her afterwards. They didn't even have her be a puppet. I All she did writer. was like scream Naruto one time, and then he like appeared. Oh no, and then she the got rest the, of the series. She was the predecessor to, to Finn. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry, she got back to work during the war arc. That's when she started like, where people can like start pointing things out like she did things, and I'm like, she did. The war arc. I agree was with ass. you. Can we? The war arc was ass. Can we collectively call it the Wark? <laughs> yes, or the Wass. <laughs> um, the work. So yeah, um, Naruto did not have the best team dynamic. It was hard for me to find T 
team dynamics that I did not like because normally even if I hate the show or if I hate the characters, I can still look at their team dynamic and say, I can see the chemistry. You know but, what the movie has really interesting team dynamics? The what? end of Princess Bride. You guys always got to bring up his history shit. It's he loves his... his what do you mean? He it's loves not his history. This is as fantasy as fantasy gets. I mean, how old is this movie? Hey, Google. When did The Princess Bride come out? <laughs> Alright, I'm muted for the stream so you don't have to listen to Google oh. actually give the response. Uh, it's 1987. Ooh. So go go ahead. What were you going to say about it being history? Oh, yeah, my bad. history now. What the oh, did my sister? Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, this movie that's uh one of math five thirty-five like thirty-five years, years old. old. Ancient history thirty-five years. You're Ooh. damn right it is. Yep, I'm like dust. <laughs> if I'm like dust, what's this movie? <laughs> it's a fossil. Movie came out when my grandmother was in her goddamn fucking seventies. Ooh. Yeah, that movie's old. Yeah, you damn sure is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Grandpa was around. I think actually my grandpa was around before. It she was because Betty White was older than sliced bread. My great grandmother is older than sliced bread. <laughs> your, grand, your great grandma often knew Betty White. Yeah, well, she was always forever. older than Betty White by like a year. <laughs> Although if she keeps Anyways. fucking acting like she did two weeks ago, she'll be younger than Betty White eventually. Stop. But it's a, I think it's a good uh, joke. But um. But yeah, uh, in the Princess Bride, at the beginning of the movie, uh, a couple of them are working together. You have the three-man band. They're all dudes, so it is a three-man band of Inigo, Vizini. And Andre the Giant's character's name, who I always forget, which is a shame I because I fucking love it up movie. for you. Thank you. Because um, I already had it. Physic? I believe it's physics. Not physics, physics. Uh, Mr. the Giant's name is. You're correct. So it's physics, uh, physic, Inigo, and Vizini. Uh, they have a very interesting dynamic because you have uh, physic who is the big guy. Uh, but he is also... Well, no. In that three-man band, uh, Inigo is definitely the heart. But he's also the Lancer. And then you have uh, Vizzini, who is the smart guy and the leader. Uh, then obviously you have the introduction of uh, Wesley, a.k.a. the Dread Pirate Roberts, who defeats all of them. But then later on, when they need a smart guy, and unfortunately Vizzini is uh, deceased... I don't know if it's actually, unfortunately, he was planning on killing Buttercup. Not the point. Um, they then have to replace Vizzini with Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts, who has to fill in the smart guy leader role because, in fact, A, that's the only one that they're missing, and B, uh, he was mostly dead until very recently at that point in time of the movie, and he can't move. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are our assets? <laughs> Your brains, my steel, and his brawn. He's <laughs> like, ah, we have to storm a castle with three people and I can't move. <laughs> they have, they're only really together for a short amount of time, but the way that their dialogue bounces off of each other, along with just the general banter of that movie, is grade A. I fucking love that shit. We're gonna be doing a wave jam about it, because some of these people haven't seen The Princess Bride. I was gonna say, oh, so you mean kind of like a Guy Ritchie flick, but I could feel like a sword stab me in the back. <laughs> it's me. I'm the sword. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Roz, do you have an example oh. of uh, groups, group dynamics that you like? Uh... Actually, you already did one that I don't like. Uh, group dynamics that I do like. Uh, this is technically not a group. They're a pair, so I won't use it. Uh, let's see. Oh, go conscious. And Kaiser doesn't know what that is. No idea. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're uh, from uh, Super Sentai. Uh, they're pirates. Uh, you, you got Captain Marvelous, who's the leader. And the brute somehow, because he's the best fighter in the group. Then you have his second in command, uh, uh, what is his name? That's with a J. The second in command is definitely a fucking Lancer. Uh, he, he's the sword guy. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. everything Kaiser wants to be. Um, you have <laughs> my you. favorite character out of all of them, which is Luca. She's also part of the brute trope. And everybody thinks that she's just a brute, but she's actually one of the two hearts of the group. The Pink Ranger, she's obviously the heart, of the group, but she's also, uh, she's one of the two intelligent people. When they have, whenever they have plans, it's always her and the Green Ranger that are always discussing it because the other three don't care about planes. <laughs> uh, they only care about a punch in the face. Uh, and then you got Doc, who my, like, him and Luca are number one. They, they both share my number one spot for favorite characters in the group because Doc is the comedic relief, but he's also the intelligence. Because whenever they need, like, tech stuff done, they call Doc. Whenever they need food cooked or anything like that, they call Doc. Uh, and his comedic relief is smart in a very dumb way oh uh, no my shoes are untied <laughs> it's doc never, it's never that bad he he has the jackie chan fighting style where he'll use his surroundings and like objects and stuff oh that's to, always a fun fight. to look at and like one of my favorite things he does is he'll like grab a rope or a wire that's wrapped around uh, that's in an area wrap a group of enemies together and then take the flats out of his sword and keep bonking each one of them on top of the head <laughs> Why do they all give us swords then? If they <laughs> they're, give pirates. they're pirates. <laughs> Imagine you take the flat board. So I'm not gonna kill anyone with my swords. So I'm just gonna pop, 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 pop. But at that point, get a stick, homie. <laughs> and, and, uh, Doc and I'm the Pink Ranger. They're both uh, gun specialists. They they specialize in fighting at range. And you have Luca and Joe. That's his name. They both specialize in close quarters fighting. So Which one is this called? Uh, uh, 
Kaizuku Sentai Gokaiger. The one where they become pirates and they can like transform into the other. And they got a giant pirate ship as their their base of operations. It, it they play off each other very well, but the the issue I always kind of had with the show, the only issue I have with the show, is that Captain Marvel kind of has all of their traits. He just is like all of them put together. Well, that's... but he's fucking great. So it's like it's kind of hard to hate him because like it's easy to say he might be like a Mary Sue character, but he's so entertaining. It's like you, you let it slide a little bit because. He is kind of like the brains. He is kind of like... The only thing he isn't is a foil to himself because you have two foils to him, which is Joe and uh, one of the other bad guys who used to be part of his pirate. Ooh, these people look dope as shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yo, these outfits are fire. Uh, uh, So... Joe is one of those people who likes to handle things alone and likes the honorable, you know, code and stuff like that. And, and that contrast to uh, Captain Marvelous's ideal of the crew comes first. He is very much the, if the ship is going down, my friends aren't, but I'm going down with the ship. I mean, you don't need to. <laughs> first part of that ain't your fucking choice, bud. <laughs> you can't stop me from going down with you, bud. But yeah, uh, I also found out uh, a while back that the the entire Sentai team was based off of One Piece. So Captain Marvelous is a smarter Luffy, but he has his dumb moments sometimes. Uh, Joe is Zoro. Luca is Nami, who can fight. Uh, yo, yo. Doc is Frankie with a little bit of uh, what is his name? Uh, Brooke. It is it, Frankie with a little bit of Brooke. Well, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. It's not Frankie and Brooke. It's Frankie and Chopper. But how much does nobody he have takes... of Carl? <laughs> you know Carl, the most important yes. character. Mm, never heard of him. Well, maybe you should pay more attention to the shows you like. <laughs> I, for one, adore Carl. And then I'm is... I'm is kind of like Robin. But... It's like she's another character because Robin is not as nice as I is. No, Robin is... Robin is the sweetheart. Yeah, I, I know she's sweet. But I also know about Devil Robin, and I doesn't have that edge. She don't got that yeah. in her. Look, that's only to people who <laughs> try to really hurt her friends, and she like, she does that. She, I'm so nice. She got robbed at gunpoint during one of the episodes, and all she did was disarm the guy to show her that she could show him that she could, and then helped him out. Yes, gave episode. gave him the Uncle Iroh. <laughs> yes, you can't rob me with that stance. Knocks him over. You're off balance here. <laughs> Shank him like this. <laughs> Uncle Iroh. I'm is great. She she's like she she got she's like Orihime, but she can fight. Uh, well, 
or he may choose not to fight. It is not the point. I, I love not that dynamic point. because if you remove any one of those characters, the team would not work. In fact, there are some episodes where each one of them gets removed to whatever story of the week that was happening. And it either caused drama or it just caused the team to feel lonely or something like that. So you need all of them for everything to work. Oh, I did think of another team dynamic that's not good, but I need y'all to. I need y'all to understand that. All right. I need y'all to just just bear with me for a second. Because as a lot of people like to say, it's a kid show. You can't take it too seriously. No, that's and not sure, a thing. Why did I I agree sometimes. I don't. But the Paw Patrol. <laughs> how are you gonna send me the work and then only send two people out? Why am I in the building? <laughs> Oh, they, they even have their own little group dynamics and like I I've had to like watch kids my sister had a daycare it's it's like I have not seen an episode where the construction worker dog does anything but he has to show up every day and I hope he's getting paid because I know they aren't he's doing maintenance <laughs> on the building he's not he's sitting there watching a monitor as everyone else works Right next to the, the water dog because they rarely do water adventures. So I'm like, your job is practically obsolete till the one time someone's drowning. Uh, he's like a lifeguard. So, yeah, it's like y'all got the team dynamic and it's like, all right, so we have the leader, the kind of Lancer, the heart, and then the rest of you who don't work. Brings us right it's back always... around to the whole idea of if you're going to have characters, make sure you flush them out. Because if you don't, you just have the extras. Yes. Like, it's it's messed up. Like, I've seen a lot of kid shows, because I used to be one. At least in, like, the kid shows I watch, every time the main character will see his friends, each of his friends are at least doing something. I This is the only time I've seen a kid show where people or animals just show up to sit and watch everyone else work like it's the <laughs> actual background character syndrome for a main character and i'm like that's disrespectful to these dogs these poor puppies like it's always like the one who gets the most work from what i saw is it cop is dog? the no, it's actually the helicopter dog because there is never a time they don't need a helicopter. That does make sense. My life would be a lot easier if I could have a helicopter. Yeah, mm -hmm. mine too. Like, no matter what, she always gets to go out. I cannot f remember, remember any of these pups' names. But she she always gets to go on a slide. Sometimes the uh, cop dog goes out. Sometimes the fire dog goes out. Never seen the, the fucking... Bulldog go out. Never seen the water dog go out. They even had guests show up and do more work than them. And I'm like, disrespect. Disrespectful. Oh, why am I here? 
So yeah, that that's some You're bad here team to dynamic. Fill out a, the script. Oh my god. Yeah, so that's just some bad team dynamic in a a children's show where it, it's it's this is just me reaching because I love to do it. It's just showing your kids to exclude your friends but invite them over. No. Don't exclude your friends. They're your friends. They'll sit there and wait patiently for something to happen. This is this is like some of those D and D games. You would just be like, "Yep, I was just sitting there for like thirty minutes, and the DM only paid attention to like two other people." And it's like, A for A, were you involved or B? Was this? Are they really not paying attention to you? Because I need to know the actual background information. This one, I have the information. I saw the dog show up and he goes, all right, team, you and you go out. And then he ignored the rest. <laughs> like, could you imagine you get in a lineup and only two of you have to go to work, but you have to now sit down and watch the screen? Happily? No. Dog's life. Dog's life. Oh yeah, that's another uh, bad team. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't. We talked about it earlier when we were talking about combat. Consistency is king when it comes to that sort of thing. With this, though, it is much more just... Honestly, a lot of times it just feels like information. The more we know about a character, the more we get to, you know, learn about them understand how they might react to certain things when they're not there, and then when they are there, we can use that as a comparison, just like, oh, they did this earlier, now there's a situation in front of them, this is how they'll probably react, and then when they do, it's like, yeah, character. Yeah. If yeah. your characters are so poorly flushed out that they do a thing, and it's just like, that? What? But earlier they did X thing, and now they're doing Y, even though Y goes against what they did during X. Help? Yeah. It, also, it also works for like how the characters treat each other. Mm -hmm. If you have one character being nice to someone, and then the dynamic change, and we don't know why, like the next man you know, he comes back and he's just being an asshole to me. And it's like, what did I do? What happened? And like, you don't tell me why he's being an asshole. Like, like I gotta be in this person's POV at all times. For me to not know why a character just went from giving me a cookie to spitting in my face. Like, not that the character doesn't know. We, as the audience, should know. Or at least it should have been set up to where it's just like, Oh, if I find out about this thing, they might get mad. And then later on, good distance later, they're mad about something. It's like, why are they mad, though? It's just like, well, maybe they found out about the thing you mentioned earlier. No, never. Couldn't Who be. Who could have told them? In fucking the Lancer. <laughs> the Lancer told the big guy what I did and he slapped me. And now my head's off my body. <laughs> now I'm literally fucking dead. I died. Now I'm a Doolahan. Um, what's the next talking point? As we finish some examples, there's tons of good examples out there i have the fish for bad examples yeah um that actually gets to the end of most of my notes for uh topics that i wanted to ensure that we discussed 
Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. The thing is, is that with this topic, it's very, very broad. And to dig more into it, we'd have to get into certain aspects of it. Um, yes. One thing with these kind of character interactions, um, if you say something about a character, make sure that there isn't a massive distinction between the things you say about a character and the things the character does. Uh, the book that I'm currently listening to that will be a wham, uh, hopefully in the coming weeks, uh, multiple characters will be described in a certain way and then immediately will do the opposite. Up to the point of big, big dude character, totally an upstanding guy despite the fact that he's done literally nothing that wasn't horrendous at this point. Um, and the, he knocks a guy unconscious, but he's in special armor. And the book goes, this character is the kind of person that would beat an unconscious man to death. And then he proceeds to hit the unconscious man in the back of the head seven times with essentially a hammer. And then he rolled him over and went, ah, I overwhelmed his armor and he's fucking dead. And I'm left sitting there like, you, but... Three seconds ago, you said that wasn't what he would do, and now he did exactly that. What if the near wait? What if the next thing he said was, "Oh shit, I was wrong." No, the next thing he said was, "This character doesn't like killing people." Like, well, why did he hit him in the back of the head seven times? Yeah, like you I had to make not... sure he was unconscious, and it's like you. There were fucking two people. Oh, sorry, there are three people in this house, and you've killed two of them. I don't then like when you ain't jump out a window and turned his, as you said, you turned his brain to soup. But I'll do it if I must. No, he doesn't even say, I'll do it if I must. He's just like, I, I don't like killing people. They're very dead, though. I couldn't imagine saying, I'm a pacifist, and then the gun goes off and I shoot a person. What have I done? No, the gun that went off was you, and you just shot someone. What have I done? I... I'm a pacifist. Well, not anymore. Not anymore, Jim. You killed Trevor. Just shot him dead. Look at him right there on the ground. Totally dead. Like you, like you aimed the gun at him, said I'm not a pacifist. I mean, you said I was a pacifist and then you shot him. Why would you do that? Yeah. And the same goes for your character dynamics. Don't tell us the two people are great friends, but then show them being complete assholes to each other. Unless that's their friendship. Unless that's well, eh. you gotta be. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Thomas real quick. You could have that kind of relationship with someone, but I want you to think about the people who you have around you, who are friends that you know ridicule you. They don't do that 100% of the time, up to and including the points where you were in distress and need help. They're just like, damn. Fuck you. Look at you, crying over there like a fucking bitch. Yeah, like it's also the context and situation. Is it like, oh no, you're really sad? Do you have that type of friend that's like, come on you bitch, and they just scoop you up? I'm gonna go cheer you up. You didn't have to call me a bitch though. And just throw you in the back of the car. We're going to Arby's. <laughs> no, that'll make <laughs> them sadder. 
Way to ruin that night. Um, yeah, you just like, you know, you just have like those friends who just say mean things, but they, their actions show completely otherwise. It's like, ha, uh, look at you. Starving. Let's go get you something to eat. Because I'm starving too. Yeah. But it's much different going like, these two are best friends. Something bad happens. They go like, you know what? Call me, call me when you're not sad. Call me maybe. Yeah. See, no, the difference get, is. Get out of here, Rebecca. See, at that point, the difference is the narrator telling me these two are best friends versus the main character thinking they're best friends. Yes. Because people are wrong all the time about who their friends are. It's like how yeah. I feel anytime they uh, talk about the friendship that Naruto and Sasuke had. And I yeah. look under my laptop like, where is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's my best friend. He was the first person that accepted me. Uh, was no. that the first before the first... Uh, time he tried to kill you, or after yeah. the first time he tried to kill you? It was right after the kiss. For me, it's always <laughs> been like this, just looking around. Oh man, he was the first person to accept me. Shikamaru? It was always Shikamaru. It was always Shikamaru. Shikamaru's your best friend. Really, out of every time they show a little swing, Shikamaru should be in the background. He's like, hey, Naruto. Like, literally, kid Shikamaru went out to his dead. Yo, how come no one likes Naruto? Yeah, well, he's a bitch or something. Can I <laughs> hang out with him? I don't care. I don't care what you do, bitch. Like, you a bitch, too. My, you'll fit right in with him. One of my favorite scenes from Naruto was the squad dynamics where they was, like, jumping out the window to to, to get away from class. Uh, I think it was, like, Shikamaru, Naruto, Choji, and I think maybe Kiba. Mm-hmm. The boys? <laughs> they them boys? <laughs> when you and the boys get class, lay to teach. <laughs> what a drag. Anyway. Yeah. Where was I? I right. don't know. In England? Nope. Keep it consistent. Definitely baby. not in England. Um Another thing is if you're going to have I'm not gonna go into specifics. If you're going to try to establish characters to have a certain style of relationship, just the way that they bounce off of each other, you gotta... If there is not significant character growth, then they should maintain that character interaction. If there is any kind of major character growth, it should not be hyper-sudden. If two people are gonna go from being friendly... Like, if the Lancer is actively butting heads and being antagonistic towards the uh, leader character, they should not just ever suddenly be friends with them. There is not a lot, if anything, that could actively cause that kind of actual shift in a person. In reality, it would take a very, very, very long time to have those kinds of dynamics switch. You can definitely speed that shit up because, you know, book, but it should not just be, I fucking hate you, I would kill you myself, to now we're best friends. Mm -hmm. uh, like, for a good example, in if, Mass Effect, okay, in Mass Effect Two, Jack and Miranda will not get along, and it's to the point where Jack and Miranda will stay not getting along until Mass Effect Three. And even even that, though they can tolerate up. each other, they're not the closest of friends. No, they still argue all of the time. 
And mm -hmm. in the additional scenes uh, after the, not after the party, at the party, they're, they're literally at one point in the bar together and they are just fucking right back at it. Fuck but you, cheerleader. Mm -hmm. But they don't hate each other like how they did at the start. Oh yeah, they were a thousand percent ready to throw hands at the start. Immediately was like, there's a Cerberus bitch. Put her back in her cell. Cerberus bitch. You're not going to let him talk to me like that, are you, Shepard? Probably. This is to start putting up their dukes, and I'm just sitting there. Do not get blood on my table. It's very nice. This is my fucking table. Edie, tell him to not get blood on you. Don't get blood on me. See, the robot said so. Go back to your rooms. I'm going into the basement. We have a basement? <laughs> Yo, show me the way. Go down there. Is this a little red room? Did you change the light? Has this always been like this? Pulls out three Dark red down light here. bolts. I always keep a spare. <laughs> this is spot four. Storage? It's not big enough. We have a storage bay. I have an entire storage bay. What do you mean? This is for storage. What are we storing down here? The fucking Scotsman engineer directly upstairs just starts to sweat, hoping they don't find the whiskey. I mean, Jack probably already did. It's going there. He <laughs> cries his fucking Irish. Sorry, Scottish tears. Cries his Scottish. She's not even our blood. Not my kid. Oh, but um, yeah, that's a good one for Team Dynamics. And also, just to add a little extra, there is nothing wrong with stacking, especially if you have like a big squad, like One Piece. Like, Luffy is the leader, but Luffy's also the heart. They wouldn't be here without Luffy, and a lot of their goals align with getting Luffy to his goal. Yeah. But he has no Lancer. Is Zoro not a Lancer? He's not Luffy's Lancer. He will. He is 100% willing to back Luffy. Until it's a decision that's just not that where even Luffy knows it's not right. And the only time that happens when he was about to let Usopp back on the team. And Zoro was like, you can't do that. You're the leader. If he quits, he quits. And Luffy's like, damn, you're right. If he dies, he dies. But if he a bitch, then he always going to be a bitch. Like <laughs> the closest he had to a Lancer was the time Usopp wasn't happy that they had to give up the ship because his girlfriend made it but it was too broken to be repaired so those two had a fight but then he came back and apologized and back for everything back but like yeah no one really ever goes against what luffy wants he doesn't have a lancer if anything zoro and sanji are lancers to each other <laughs> they, they are yeah. constantly clashing <laughs> they, they they get the fights consistently like they mm -hmm. They look at each other and it's a fight. Like, what are you looking at, Green Hair? Like, there's so many different miniature team dynamics within there. But at the end of the day, Luffy is the leader and the heart. And no one ever opposes it. No one ever thinks he's a bad leader. Fucking Luffy is an idiot. And they're still like, that's my leader. He's going to be the Pirate King. And I'm going to fuck you up if you say otherwise. 
it is it's great it's it's a crazy team dynamic like if you just look through all of one pieces of the straw hat crew for their dynamics you can just see that they kind of compound with like just a bunch of them but no matter what luffy will always be the only one with the heart and the leader title um i guess you could also call him the big guy that's kind of it never the brains he's never <laughs> no he is, he is never the like the only reason why he's the big guy is because luffy like he's not the only big guy like there's like four big guys like it's like luffy zoro sanji and junbei everyone else can scrap but no one would ever be at the level of their scrapping. Like, Zoro just recently, during the um, Wano arc, was helping Luffy tag team fucking Kaido, and it was like, <laughs> y'all yeah. fighting for your fucking lives right now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they got fucking destroyed during that fight. Yeah, well, everyone else had to fight Big Mom, and it's like, y'all also fight for your fucking lives <laughs> right now. <laughs> It, it was it's crazy it's, it's good though it's a very weird twist on the team dynamic thing that i think is done fairly well what shows you you can pull mostly you can pull off a lot of things you just have to make sure that you handle it with love and care and know what you're doing that is the thing that is interesting about this and any other type of writing advice style content anything can work there's a lot of you know asterisks on that though at least 17 and it's just, a, it's just an actual star yeah it, it literally the sun is next to that statement but there is a way to do just about everything and you know so anyone who ever goes like never ever do X thing can technically be wrong. Like yeah. This one is off off topic again, but I am I'm vehemently vehemently against any kind of rape kind of just content period. Like, even as, like, a character motivator that that thing happened to someone, I'm still like, no, don't, I don't want it. Keep it away. But it's a real thing. There are ways mm -hmm. that it can be used and done correctly. It's just something that I um... personally am like, no. Fucking yeah. keep it away. I read a book about it in the middle school. It was a really nice book, which name is eluding me even though I used to be able to just remember off the top of my head, where that was the main plot point. And we followed the girl who was going through the hardships of it. And the fact that she couldn't tell anyone, or not she couldn't tell anyone, she was scared to tell anyone. Because she was already the most hated girl in school. And it, it was, it was sad with a happy end. Yay. Yes, she 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 got the victory, which is good. 
victory royale. Sorry. But yeah, as, yeah, as I as I always like to tell people, even though Kaiser disagrees with me, there's never a bad idea. It's just bad execution. And trust me, a lot of people have tried to execute things. I still believe there are bad ideas. Can you make it work? Yeah. Should you be trying? The answer is yes. Like, if, like for me, that's that's the main point of the no bad ideas. Because it's an idea. It's just an idea. But when you start to put it into execution, you find all the flaws within. But like when you see it in your brain and you're like, oh, that'd be cool. Now you gotta figure out how you make that work. And if you can do it, hopefully everyone loves it. And if they don't, you pulled it off wrong. If not, you didn't do it, but you tried. Like, imagine this. Just in your brain, you think space wizards with magical telekinesis powers, and you go, okay. And that could have easily been fucking terrible. But it wasn't. Sometimes like if like if I had to write that, ooh, ooh, Star Wars would have been trash. <laughs> you take it back. No, no, I mean one hundred percent. I am not the best when it comes to space themed things. It would have been no. I think you could have done better with the sequel series. Maybe, but now I understand. Like I would know what Star Wars is if I had to make Star Wars from scratch. No, nope, Star Wars would have been terrible. But <laughs> I'm okay with fantasy stuff, so I can do that just fine. But could you have done Lord of the Rings? Hell no. The way the the amount of world building and the amount of character, like the amount of character growth and ideas, could I have done Lord of the Rings? I do not think so. I did not have the like even right now could I pull off Lord of the Rings back then before he did I do not think I could Lord of the Rings is such a behemoth that is crazy I think I could have done a decent Game of Thrones I could not have done a decent Lord of the Rings now when it comes to character dynamics well team dynamics I could probably I could 1000% make a YouTube video about the Lord of the Rings Fellowship team dynamics. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to talk about it. I have ranted enough on these live streams about the Lord of the Rings. But that's not going to stop me right now. Just going to touch on them a little bit. You have oh. teams within teams in the Fellowship. You obviously have, you know, the Nine, but you also have the four hobbits and then the combatants really just These are so chunky nine members yeah it's a it's a lot it's gandalf aragorn gimli legolas boromir sam frodo mary and pippin and that's they couldn't done it that's nine people yeah and again it's kind of like a four-man group and then a five-man band 
which the funny thing is, is that essentially, if you look at it that way, you have Aragorn as the leader. Uh, mm -hmm. Gimli is the, <laughs> the big guy. Boromir is the Lancer. Did I ever say Aragorn? Yeah, Legolas is the, the uh, is the smart guy. And Gandalf is the heart. But Gandalf is the one that fucking dies. Woo! You can't do the uh, five-man band with the hobbits. You have the two chuckle fucks, the heart, <laughs> and then Frodo. I do. I would like to disagree with you, but I know it's impossible for me to disagree with you. No, come on. Fight me about it. All right. I 100% believe Legolas is the big guy. No. <laughs> well, did you see the dramatic pause on purpose? Or did you have to think about it? I thought about it because I wanted to give him a chance, but no. I can't. I, I can't. See right. right. You already know my reasoning. I, y y your reasoning is that Legolas is really fucking good at everything he does. However, you have to understand that of the characters... The one who is always explaining things is Legolas. This is, this is a true statement. Like, he ex like there are several different scenes of him just going, Ah, yes, this is this thing over here. My word, it's wonderful, isn't it? Madness bread. A single bite is enough to feed the stomach of a fully grown man. And then he puts it away, and then it shifts to Mary and Pepper. How many did you eat? Four. Really bad thing that he ate four of those, by the way. I mean, that all of his breakfasts, lunch, dinners. Alright, I'm going to repeat the statement that Legolas made for you. Lamnus bread. One bite is enough to feed a full-grown man for a day. Mm-hmm. One bite. Yeah. Pippin ate four of them. Yeah, but nothing bad happened, so that means he... No, something bad definitely does happen, because that scene ends with him... Do you know how if you eat too much rice and then take a sip of water, how you have that one burp that just, like, is mostly gas? No, I'm Asian. Yeah. I'm also Southeast Asian. No, I don't have You guys have eaten too much rice, then. <laughs> no, I've <laughs> eaten a lot of rice. Just, just hard pause. Rice expands <laughs> in the stomach. We know. So... You don't You're just start... weak. Asians don't ignore fucking thermodynamics. We do though. No, you don't. <laughs> Fuck you. Mm, never affected me. Fuck y'all got an extra hole in your fucking esophagus that vents out the rice gas. Are you eating Probably. the rice too fast, baby? That's what I'm fucking saying. Never a problem with me. You sound like those people who says anytime I have Mexican food, it burns my ass on the way out, and I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Compromise. You okay? Do you need systems. to see a doctor? We're getting back into it. You're wrong about Legless. Legless is constantly being the smart character. He's the one that's explaining things because he's ma fucking old. I accept my defeat because you have watched Lord of the Rings 27 times. I think 27 might be low. 127 times. Listen, I will be 100% honest with you. Uh, when The Lord of the Rings 3 came out, I think me and Courtney watched it twice a day, every weekend, for 
a solid three, four months. It got to the point that mom hid the DVD. Because she was like, I cannot watch The Lord of the Rings again. Children, please. This has to stop. We had the box set for the extended Two Towers movie. And we would specifically put in whichever disc had the part of the movie we wanted to watch. Want to know a, want to know a random funny three-man band that my brain instantly went to? But I wasn't done with Lord of the Rings. Oh, my apology. Yeah, and it's, it's a the five-man band of the combatants actually is a really good example of how you can do that sort of thing, especially with Aragorn's leader and Boromir's lancer. The way that they bounce off of each other and they play, uh, they're play back and forth. They don't have just a strict animosity because Boromir wants to be in charge and Aragorn is in charge. Because, really, Gandalf is in charge. And after Gandalf is gone, Aragorn takes more uh, of the lead. But there's always just discussion of, like, what route are we going to take? Because these people are technically equals. They are a part of a fellowship. And so all the characters have their own kind of dynamic with how they want things to be done, how things are actually being done, and who is kind of leading the discussions within that. And the only point in time that anyone really executes anything with any true authority is when Boromir and Aragorn are having a discussion in the latter part of the movie where Boromir is basically half begging Aragorn. It's like, we need to go to goddamn Gondor. We gotta go to Minas Tirith. And Aragorn kind of snaps him, and he says, I will not let the ring within a hundred leagues of your city. Mm. And it, it hurt Boromir's feelings. My feelings. But yeah. Um, but also, uh, it you can see that the loss of Gandalf actively is the destruction of the heart of the Fellowship. Because once Gandalf is gone, that's when things really start to go downhill, just like emotionally and like, well, literally for the Fellowship because after that, they go to Lothlorien, they leave Lothlorien, Boromir gets, you know, got, and the Fellowship immediately implodes. All because Gandalf couldn't fucking pay attention to his enemy until they were dead. Ooh. I mean, go oh, back oh. to the shadows. Go back. I am the wielder of the secret fire, wielder of the flame of Arnor. The dark fire will not avail you. Flame will do ruin. <laughs> go back to the shadow. See, uh, that is my favorite part about Order of the Rings fan. Because if you fade just a small amount of the famous quote, they will do the entire thing for you. So whenever I forget, I, I just say it properly and let the Rings fan. <laughs> Listen, he delivers that line so fucking well. Fight me about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm fighting you. Fight me, Catch me outside, you tall, shadowy bitch. <laughs> Put them hands up. Fucking, I want Gandalf run your fucking ancestor on that goddamn bridge. 
Bring it on, you bitch. Fucking uh, literally, Belrog described as shadow and flame. Where's your flames, Rods? Uh, that's why I wear the restraint. Unless you're gonna fucking tell me that the Balrog's your son. Well, you had to have a lot of greets in front of that, but maybe. Liar. Fucking <laughs> virgin shadow. Liar. Hey, just because you haven't seen Paytas doesn't mean I don't have one. I've got a virgin shadow. Weeb. But yeah, you want to know a funny three-man band that no one, no one's going to see coming? Of course. Yes, so this will take it back far, far in the distant past to young me, where I, who still am, was a giant fan of kaiju movies. Love Godzilla. Love all the Godzilla movies. Oh, I know where this is going. Uh -huh. Where are they going? when Godzilla, Mothra, and the other one teamed up to fight Ghidorah? Yes. <laughs> when Godzilla, Mothra, and Rodan all had a uh, team up to fight Ghidorah. How the fuck and... did I forget the most fucking reasonable sounding one? Rodan? Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's Rodan, but with a D. Uh, this was from the movie Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. I believe it was the first appearance of him. And I think it's actually the fifth Godzilla movie. I've seen them all. Wow, we get it. You fucking like big monsters. You can't even talk, They're Mr. Lord of the Rings. Monsters. They're kaiju. <laughs> wow, we but get yeah. it. You like kaiju. But pretty much, we have Godzilla the leader, Rodan the Lancer, and Mothra the Heart. Where literally Godzilla and Rodan are just fighting each other. Mothra walks over, webs them up, and it's like, hey, chuckle fucks. Look at that. And you just see Ghidorah in the background fucking shit up. And they're like, well, that's not our problem. <laughs> and she pretty much has to convince them to go fight uh, Ghidorah. And it is a good fight. Ghidorah mixes them for a while until they finally win one over because Morpher is cheating. Morpher's the most strongest gaiju who constantly dies. Good. Because right, she Mom's... could constantly come back. What? She constantly comes back. Whenever Morpher dies, she's already left normally one or two larva eggs behind, which will then become new Morphers. And then the cycle will constantly continue. Except it's not the Mothra then, right? <laughs> Mothra doesn't have some weird high vibe reproductive thing. And they all constantly do the same job. Which is blow stuff up. Which is stopping Godzilla from blowing stuff up. That's what uh, Mothra versus Godzilla was because Godzilla decided to come out the water and be an asshole and Morpher does her job of getting mixed by Godzilla, flying over to Godzilla at the very end, scooping him the fuck up and throwing him back in the ocean. <laughs> that sounds then like the most thankless job up. ever. That's the only her job. <laughs> Leave her alone. She's doing her best. <laughs> Kaiju written like by... Akira Toriyama, Queen Mothra is 
Mothra Jr. <laughs> Piccolo Piccolo Jr. He's a giant claw machine. Yeah, and she does great with it too. Uh, like if you watch some of these old movies, they're terribly great. Like you can tell like they're a part of their time, but they were just so good to child me that I I had like multiple Godzilla toys. I never watched Godzilla as a kid. I can't. Like, as much as you watch Lord of the Rings, I watch Godzilla. God, I hope that isn't true. Why? I watched Lord of the Rings so much. Yeah, but I have much more Godzilla. Uh, the extendeds are real long. Do you know how many movies there are? Twelve? <laughs> Probably like the first era. There was a lot of Godzilla movies. Also, a lot. <sighs> Sorry, I had to yawn. Uh, to be fair, I didn't first watch Lord of the Rings until I was... Oh, God, how old was I? Close to 10? I would say it was 9 or 10, so... Yeah, so you was watching Lord of the Rings the same time I was watching Godzilla. You mean age-wise, not like literally at the same point in time? I mean, it could have been. I was 14? watching... Yeah, I was watching Godzilla. Look, I still watch Godzilla. I love... Yeah, I look. thought that you were saying you watched it younger, though. I did. I was just saying you were watching it like you were watching Lord of the Rings around the same time I was watching Godzilla. I started watching Godzilla when I was like eight. And I I just loved it ever since. Uh, the only one I didn't like, but I still went to go see was Godzilla, the um, 1998 one. As a kid, I thought it was great. And then, like, not like I thought it was great. I thought it was great that we was getting our own Godzilla. He was coming over to America to fuck shit up. And then I looked at the monster on screen and was trying to figure out where Godzilla was and why they were the T-Rex. <laughs> I never got an answer, but the, um, the Japanese fixed it, as they always do. When, you know, whenever <laughs> we take their stuff. And they said, yeah, that's not Godzilla. That's just Zilla, a bad alien version of Godzilla. And then during Godzilla all out attack, he fucking killed him. Yep. No, Godzilla final war. That's when he tail whipped him, threw him into um, the fucking um, whatever that fucking weird shaped building is and then lasered it to death. <laughs> Well, has Ultraman ever fought Godzilla? I'm sure. Who? Ultraman. Jet Jaguar? No, Ultraman. I'll I'll take that as a no. I'm trying to figure out which one's Ultraman. The red and white dude with the dumb face. Yeah, that's Jet Jaguar. 
Yeah, his name is Jet Jaguar in the um, Godzilla things. Oh. Whenever I see anything for Ultraman, it always looks like a wrestling match between yeah. giant monsters. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, but yeah, in Final War, he uh, that was literally Godzilla versus everyone. He killed all of his past foes. Every single mm. one of them? Yeah, pretty much. Not and then he destroyed the, the city. But the I women? think the only one... I don't... I think the only one he did not fight was Moth. Why not? Because aliens were sending these monsters down, and I just don't think they had a Mothra, like a clone of Mothra, because Mothra constantly died. <laughs> but like they sent down Ro uh, Rodan. We are uh, so off topic at this point. Well, we're pretty it's much fun. done. Well, we're pretty much Jimmy's probably stopping because this is gonna be uploaded. Yeah, yeah, you can stop it whenever. I mean, I guess we do gotta say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Please go make something and ignore our rambling about Godzilla. Go make no, bands. Stop it. We can't. We can't end like this. We gotta talk about more team dynamic. Ross, come up with the team. Oh, all the team. Nope, dynamic. we need more. Gotta have can't end on fifteen minutes of Godzilla. Uh let me think, let me think, let me think. A team dynamic. Uh the fast and the furious. They're not just a team, they're family. They are literally just a team. They're family. They're not though. I'm not getting beat up by Dominic Toretto and his I'll fight family. Vin Diesel, he's old. <laughs> I'm not yeah, fighting Vin fight Diesel. Him. Like, if Vin Diesel only knows how to pretend like he's fighting. We make fun of him for the pacifier, but I'm not, I don't want this. Make fun of him for the pacifier. I actually really like the pacifier movie. <laughs> of course you fucking do. It's a fucking great movie. What do you mean? <laughs> fucking, I'll talk to you about a fucking dynamic, fucking family dynamics and writing. Hey, uh, people who, what is it? Ludacris is the smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry I'm completely changing it from Fast and the Furious when you're writing family dynamics as your team fucking please for the love of god if you don't have a sibling find find a friend who has a sibling and just hang out with them together all three of you or more and find out how siblings talk to each other because y'all only childs are out here trying to write goddamn sibling characters, and y'all suck at it. Ah, damn. Yeah. What goddamn? Yeah. 38 Godzilla movies. I don't care what anybody says. Diary of a Wimpy Kid is not a realistic example of a sibling dynamic, and they can go fuck themselves. Wow. That's not even a good example of a toxic sibling dynamic. It's just my bully lives at my house. Yeah. It. You need to fucking understand how families work. Yeah. Not and, saying that some families don't have it where your bully is your sibling. It's completely possible. It's just mm -hmm. Diary Wimpy Kid did not do good. Yeah. 
And also, obviously, different families talk and hang out with each other differently. But there are just certain things that people seem to think are done in families when they have never actually experienced the kind of thing that they're talking about. They're like, yeah, I heard about this happening. This is a thing. And it's like, no, it's not. And no, especially not. just... It, it, the, the biggest one is the siblings. Like, siblings don't, like... I don't think I've ever walked into a room and been like, how's it going, sis? That's the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah. You guys ever walked into a room and be like, hello, specific older, younger sibling thing? Never. No. Uh, that is... I have. That is a thing done in Japanese culture, but they also don't call each other by, like, their names. It's just, like, you know... They always call them by nicknames. Yeah. Well, they have, like, titles for them. Like, each one has their own yeah, but, specific title. But I do call my sister's sister. So and they do call me brother. I don't remember the last time I have, while talking with one of my siblings called them by their name yes that i understand because we use my older sister's nickname so much i didn't know her nickname wasn't her real name until i was like 12 years old i'm weird about it too like fucking my youngest sister does not really like lord of the rings i called her clobo baggins so much that my older sister bought her a coffee mug that says Clobo Baggins and it's got a rainbow maned unicorn dabbing on it. Now she can't get rid of it. She can't. She absolutely despises it, but it's a really good coffee mug. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's fucking great. I I think I'm the odd person here. I don't really call my sisters by nicknames unless it's my, um, how do I put this? I'm the youngest, but I have so many sisters. I can't just say my eldest sister. So I, it's like the second youngest of my sisters. I, I've always just called her by her middle name because that's what everyone's been doing. Now I do have a question. Do you think that perhaps one of the differences between the way that we are talking about talking to our siblings and the way you talk to your siblings might have something to do with the fact they're half-sisters? No. No, because all of my siblings are half-sisters. Yeah, like, Listen, I my know. sister... Look, here's the thing. I don't remember that they're half-siblings. Yeah, neither do I. They're, like... In all reality, their parents are my parents. Because I, I grew up around all their parents. And really I just see them all. I can't hear it. So yeah. But yeah, I just see them all as my siblings. It's just, I just never really called them by any nickname. They called me by a nickname. But they don't really have nicknames to call them by. Except for like, Sheree. And I don't call her Ray Ray. I just, I, even as a kid, I just called her Sheree. Uh, the only person who is, will, and forever be called by their nickname is my eldest brother, 
Junie, and it's because recently I learned that it's not his name. <laughs> By recent, I mean like years ago. I just look, you just can't call someone Junie their entire life and expect me to just catch on to the fact that he shares a name with my father when not even his wife calls him it. Thomas has added in the chat, I call my sisters their nicknames they gave each other. <laughs> yeah. I think my mom gave us all nicknames, and that's why we all called each other that, because that's what our mom called us. Yeah. Family dynamics in stories do have to act kind of like a reskin of the five-man band. Ruby's pair of sisters and Avatar's pair of siblings work like that, too. That is generally something done, but that's not really so much family dynamics in the way that I'm talking about it. You siblings yeah. have a tendency to have to fit into the five-man band, which, honestly, I could do with my family pretty easily. Um, but the key with it is that they're not, uh, again, a single characteristic is not the sum of a person's parts. So essentially, you know, to go back to Avatar, uh, Sokka's the brains, because, you know, he's definitely not the big guy. <laughs> um, but he has a lot more to him than just being a smart guy, because he is also, you know, a very capable fighter. Uh, and... Sorry, I don't know why my brain is starting to fucking shut down on me. Um, he's also the funny man. He is also the funny He's the comic relief. Yeah, but it doesn't mean like no one else can tell jokes. Yeah, and he also has a lot more to him than just being smart. Because he is also uh, relatively ditzy. And he is also like in the early part of the story, he's pretty damn sexist. And he grows out of that through their adventures. At the start of the story, he was the Lancer. And he stopped that immediately when Katara said, that's my role, bitch. <laughs> Damn, you right. Um, but when it comes to family dynamics, depending on what... This is the issue with going into it. Is that I can't give, like, these are specific things you need to do and not do. Because there are so many different types of families, so many different types of interactions between them. The big thing is that you need to ensure that you are writing a family, not just a couple of characters that you're like, yeah, they're related. Like, I can't speak for you guys. Me and my siblings have so many, like, little tiny ticks that we do that are very similar to each other that we will, at some points, look at each other and just go, hey, fucking stop. And then we'll go back to what we were trying to do. Maurice, I think you and I have also started to do that thing. Yes. Yeah, I don't really have that with my siblings. Uh, it's probably because of the age gap. It's not because it literally goes one year, two year, four years, six years, and then the gap gets wide. But even then, like, I... Like, even, like, the... Like, when I was a kid and I had, like, practically, like, I had adult siblings. We, we still had, like, small dynamics, but it's just never, like, they wouldn't do things that pissed me off. I know I would do things to piss them off, but I was eight. 
Uh, everything I did pissed them off, probably. <laughs> but yeah, it's just the fact that we're not... Uh, the best way I can put it, I'm not, like, hyper close with my siblings. I didn't live with my siblings. I've lived with, like, only one sibling. And then she was pretty much, like, done school. And then, whoop, there she goes. And I was like, now it's me. So I'm not, like, hyper close with my siblings. I I love them. Don't don't get that twisted. I love each of them to death. I legitimately don't think there is a way I could possibly be closer to my siblings while it's still being healthy. Yeah, you look, you have a great sibling dynamic. I have I think another problem is for me when it comes to like not just siblings, but a lot of things. I don't have, I don't know if it's like, it just ingrained in my brain or a learned thing. Is it just me? Ingrained in the brain. I'm not sentimental about shit. I don't care. I don't care about a number of things. I care so much about my family. Yeah, like, I love my family, but I'm just never sentimental. Like, I don't really have many pictures with them. I don't. I don't call them as much as I probably should, but, you know, they also don't call me as much as they probably should. So, I I hate phone calls, so I don't call my siblings as much, nearly as much as I should. No, I mean, like, even text messages. I, I don't text them much either. Um, yeah, but you get them. Well, no, like, my, I don't do much daily communication with my family. Like, with the way that I, 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 it probably doesn't come across in the fact that we only stream two days a week. Uh, I work a lot of the time, and to do most of the stuff that I do for work, I'm very much away from my family. Um, but I am very sentimental. I don't have many pictures of them, but I, uh, have maintained ownership of most of the handwritten cards that they have ever given me. Oh, um, one that I got from one of my sisters when she graduated college, uh, had on it that I was a great older brother, and I legitimately kept when I was moving around and out of town. I had that sitting on the counter of my bathroom because I liked to see it in the morning when I had to get ready for work. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> now I don't even want to say what I was going to say because it was going to ruin your sweet moment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you have to say it. Hurt my feelings. The last time I talked to my three eldest siblings was at my dad's funeral. And that was like eight years ago. Roz's mom is a Batman villain. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... And he tried to counter my sin <laughs> with his sin. Yep. Uh, what am I gonna do? Be like, well, you know what? My mom survived cancer. What the a beast! Last, <laughs> the last time I saw my younger son was when my mom had her heart attack. And wow, guys! <laughs> Look, my older sister. The last time I saw her was when uh, she and my mom came up after my granddad died. Yeah. Okay, here, wait, wait. I know how to put it in perspective for you, Kaiser. 
if I or my siblings call each other, the conversation will be like this. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Fine. How's things with you? Fine. Good talk. Yeah, that's it. This is this is mostly the reason why we don't. It's because I don't have anything in common with any of my siblings. I am the odd one. I am going to be honest. My siblings love phone calls. I despise them. And so there will be times where we will have phone call conversations where it's kind of just a, a bit of a back and forth that goes on for a bit. And then I'm like, ah, this conversation has reached its natural conclusion. And I'm just about ready to say goodbye. And then they'll basically pull the, and another thing. And then they'll just keep going. And I'm like, but I've already decided this is over. And I just have to sit there with the phone against my face like, I was just about to leave. See, and now I can't mistake. say anything. That was your first mistake. Not getting air, uh, earbuds. Uh, See, no. Your first mistake was this. As you're going to go hang up and they say, and another thing, you still just hang up as if you did not hear that. Well, here's and the then issue. they'll have to call you back. They, they never actually say, and another thing. It's just, they're... You guys ever heard of a Midwestern goodbye? Yes. No. All right, so I'll explain it very quickly. A Midwestern goodbye is the act of saying goodbye. Holding somebody hostage. Uh, yeah, you love to the, talk to your loved ones. But it's the act of saying goodbye, but you're not actually leaving. Like, I said, you're like, ah, mm. oh, man, I'm taking up enough of your time. Hey, how was the game last night? I heard that Jimmy actually got to get on the field. And it's just like, what happened to the bye part? See, that's once again a thing where y'all just, you stopped. Once he said goodbye, I've turned. And I. No, it's like, the same person that says both things. Yeah. yeah. Look, he said goodbye. So I turn. Exactly. And I start leaving. It. He, he adds more to the conversation. Sorry, Chief. I'm already. I'm already out. The buy <laughs> was a suggestion. Yeah, and I took that suggestion. Peace, homie. Fuck it. That's what I oh, have to get to at some point. I'll be perfectly honest. When it comes to that kind of stuff, I just leave at this point when people are over at the house. Like when they start saying goodbye, I'm like, man. Normally, the courteous thing to do would be to stand here right in the door with you guys until you leave. Y'all motherfuckers ain't leaving for, like, another 45 minutes. I'm going downstairs. I'm tired. There's nothing I hate worse than going to a family reunion and you're oh, about no. to leave mm -hmm. and you're standing on the front porch and everybody's saying goodbye and your parents want to sit there and talk for 45 minutes. If we were oh. going to do that, we could have stayed in the house where it was warm and I could sit down and ignore you guys. But no, we got to stand here and be uncomfortable for 45 fucking minutes. Mm -hmm. that's it's you... like when you were a kid and you just playing the game it's like alright we're leaving so you can't play the game anymore and then they just they're talking and it's like I guess I can play the game some more no we're leaving so you have to stand next to them and they're still talking it's been like 10 minutes they fucking played multiple rounds of the game and it's like for real? they just put their <laughs> arm around you you can't go anywhere you just want to stand there it's like wow Wait, my mom used to do this thing where uh, she would, whenever I got to that height, she would use my head as an. Mm. So as you can see, family dynamics can differ between a lot of different factors. But 
the key is is that they all love each other. Sure, we'll go with that. In a completely platonic band. way. This, we didn't no. say anything about Alabama, Kai. Look. Stop it. <laughs> okay, first off, stop it. They're never going to stop. Stop Second it. off, now you put the suggestion in their head. Stop it. You didn't need to tell them about it. They didn't. didn't know it existed until you, you know told what? them. No, because here's the thing. The, my way of doing this, people that weren't thinking about it don't know what I'm talking about. They do now. They got this stepsister no, tag on No, Twitter. you don't say it specifically! <laughs> we don't talk about it in this house! No, you can have a stepsister. There's nothing wrong with that. Step-siblings are fine. Step-siblings are fine. That was adoption, everything. I, I have an adopted dynamics. sister. Figure out your dynamics. Make it work. The Professionally. End. Hey, hey. I know I, I, I know the stream is going, but hey. Somebody drew Femros. What? What? <laughs> Where? I've got Twitter open. Is it on your timeline? It should be now. I retweeted it. Jesus Christ. Look at that. Oh, look. There she is. I told you to do that. I told you to do it more now. Commission example fan art for Ross. I, I did not commission the person. They asked for characters, and I was like, okay, here's Femron. I wasn't expecting anything, though. And now look at her. It's interesting. I like your version better. <laughs> I will not say either or. Listen. It's partially because you're my friend. It's also partially because of the fact that I don't like this blur thing going on. But that's personal uh, preference, as art is subjective. Also, I'm... While we're fucking going on tangents, I'm gonna bring this one up. Fucking art is subjective. Yes. There's subjective things about literally uh, everything <laughs> in life. When it comes to stories, there are things that can be quantified as good and bad. Just like, like I believe, as an artist, that there are things about art that can be signified as good or bad. And I don't think hiding behind art is subjective is a good enough excuse. But also, with I... that fact, when it comes to someone's... Like, some people are like, yeah, I really like the Transformers movies. That's great. That's the subjective part. Those movies suck. They're definitely not well written. Maurice is sitting like, I don't agree with this opinion. <laughs> I said nothing like that. I've literally said, how the hell do you mess up Optimus Prime? It's, the, it's like one of the easiest characters you could do. I was talking it's, about the subjective, have... the subjective part, not that part. Oh, look. <laughs> look. Listen, you I, I know your luck. opinion of the Transformers movie, which is the only reason why I interrupt you. I'm like, wait, no, husband, no, I didn't say that about you. Fucking savage crime over. Savage. Look, look, there's only one moment I constantly have to bring up. It's when Optimus sent a Megatron line, and I was supposed to root for him. Kaiser, but you root for a person who's after at, who after beating up a no. neutral party, a T-Rex, 
stands on their head and says, you can either join us or die. No, that's not how I, I like to do things. That's not an Optimus line. That's a Megatron line. That's my leader line. I'm scared. That's my leader over there. <laughs> Apparently, Megatron affected Optimus Prime, and that wasn't a plot point in the movie. Because that was animalistic. He's been acting animalistic since he died in the um, second. Uh, I, 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 I will admit, I do like some of his rampages, but yeah, that's not Optimus. Like, look, I didn't mind him fighting three people in the middle of a forested, a lightly forested field and killing them because they were trying to kill him. That's fine. That's perfectly understandable. There are three Decepticons. I didn't mind when he ripped off Boneclaw's head after beating him. He ran through a bus that most likely had people on it. Sure. This is war. I get it. But once you start threatening people to join your side or die, once you start turning on your allies, once you kill a person who was injured, weakened, and saved your life. To make matters worse, our leader Megatron is a bubbling madman in those movies. Our poor leader Megatron. Like, literally in, I think, the fourth movie, Optimus is getting his ass beat by Sentinel. And Optimus is like, no, Sentinel, please don't. And when Sentinel's about to kill Optimus, don't. Megatron shotgun Sentinels in the back. Giving, uh, giving Optimus the chance to, like, make a recovery, and they kill Sentinel. And he's like, ah, see, Prime? It's always going to just be you and me. And he goes, no, Megatron, and then fucking rips Megatron's head off. It's just me. No, what no. the fuck? Don't, don't even get me started on that fight. That whole situation was... I'm Optimus Prime. Would never fucking beg for his life. Hey, because they teamed up, I'm gonna count this as uh, team dynamics, so we're still on topic. <laughs> he would never beg for his life like that against an enemy. He would never fucking do that, and that fucking shit pisses me off every time I hear it. Hashtag Nor would not he my just... Megatron? Yeah, and he would not rip the head off of a person who just saved his life and was not threatening his. Megatron wasn't planning to kill him. Megatron was trying to go their own separate ways. <laughs> he was giving them the fucking Joker speech. What would we be without each other and all that other type of shit? You complete me. And then he rips his head off. Like, he saved you. I feel like... Who is this man? <laughs> I, I feel like Transformers get a pass for two things. They have the same fucking basically big monster card that every Godzilla movie has to where I'm going to be 100% honest I don't like Godzilla movie fights they're big slow and clunky and it's like it, I sometimes like to be like what if a person actually tried to fight someone else at this speed and it's just like that's dumb as shit it's basically a fight that's entirely in slow motion most of the time well, yeah, uh, scientist says the fights are accurate because due to their size, they would seem like they're moving that slow. That's cool, but fuck off. <laughs> I love them. I love watching fucking these giant towering fat asses start just bumping into each other. Especially when it's like Ghidorah with his no hand having ass. So it was two heads just like clomp onto you. 
and then the other one just like goes for the neck and they like can with some fucking neck strength pick you the hell up and slam you. It's great. I yeah. love it. They have that, and the other reason, the scores in the Transformer movies is actually really fucking good. Das music is sehr gut. I'm sorry. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is like the scores in the Transformer movies are actually good, and then Linkin Park came in as the end. Yeah, I was, thinking, <laughs> I was thinking of Linkin Park. Are we Park really too. gonna fucking start <laughs> counting the fucking end credits fucking bullshit songs as a part of the movie scores? I could not help us. <laughs> it's what I think of every time I think of Transformers. Like, if you said any other movie, no, I would have thought of it. But you said Transformers, what? The actor, stop. <laughs> I can't fucking play it on stream because, of course, it's copywritten. But the music that's actually written by a good composer is fucking fantastic. Get the fucking 30 seconds of Linkin Park that no one listened to at the end out your head. Get the Bro. score in there. I also we said love song. the score, not the fucking Linkin Park song <laughs> at the end. That's not a part of the score. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> Fuck, when people do the Transformers suite, they don't fucking add in fucking violins doing Linkin Park. Did you yeah. get the violins? Fuck. I could probably find a video of fucking people playing the violin of that. Fucking people are doing that for the god damn scores <laughs> don't fucking dare you I can't it's, it's, <laughs> fucking, it's the meme. I make a good point and you guys are like haha Lincoln Park dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna fucking make a meme out of you too <laughs> we need to make one okay, it's, it's gonna, gonna be that it's gonna be that little bird and we're gonna be the crow no. He's like, ah, oh, the Lincoln Parks was like, what? Uh. No, it's gonna wait, be the wait, wait. literally gonna be the fucking faces. Y'all gonna be that one of the fucking smiley guys got a little fucking dent in his head. Uh, I, I thought she was gonna do like the dog meme, the one with the dogs laughing and then the one dog with just a deadpan <laughs> face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it also could work. I'm gonna put it down in my notes, make meme of these two chuckle fucks. <laughs> I'm glad that we both were on the same page. Here's the, here's the fucked up part. Since I haven't seen Transformers in so long, and since it wasn't that memorable to me, I have no idea what the force sounds. I I don't remember. You know what? We're, we're gonna take it. You guys are gonna apologize. I couldn't hear it over all my yelling of, "What the fuck?" That's not what he would do. Get out of here. You didn't kill Shockwave that way. Fuck you. The humans <laughs> killed the gladiator scientists. Fuck you. Here. Then the you mother randomly fuckers. <laughs> hit, hit play, you chuckle fucks. Is it called Rhino? It's called a rival. Fucking hit play on the link I sent you. Fucking. Oh, the person <laughs> who put it up is called Rhino. They stole us from Destiny. Oh, you fuck right off. Destiny <laughs> came out like five years later. <laughs> I 
Oh, it was by Steve, um, that last name. Jabalonsky? Jablonsky. Yes. Obviously, the music playing in the stream right now is not the same. Team Dynamics, everyone versus Bradley in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> he, he was mixing that shit, though. Yeah, it was his house! It's pure Bradley. <laughs> They've two people who he, who shit he did not mix. <laughs> Cause I'll give you one father, but fucking name a second one. Uh, uh the tiny girl who everybody calls Madara, even though Madara died a virgin. But <laughs> that's the only reason why he could master so many jutsu. He wasn't distracted by the. I'm not gonna finish that <laughs> statement. Anyway. At this point, I actually do feel like we have reached our, uh, the end of our line. Oh, we did the, um, it is a score in, um, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. The Metal Gear Solid game that I think I'm the only person who's ever played because no one ever talks about it. Uh, nobody likes Metal Gear Solid 2. It's good! The internet tells me. It's so good though. I don't care if you don't get to play a snake. It's fun to play as Ryan. It's like just not as good as Snake. It doesn't mean it's bad. You want to talk about their team dynamics? No. They're a single person. Snake and Brayden? They are not a team. I don't know. They team up a bunch. No, they see each other, have a conversation. And then split off to go do their own things in the same base. That sounds like it's a team dynamic we're talking about. Yeah, that's like it's... saying Ada and Leon were a team in Resident Evil. Ada and Leon were a team in Resident Evil 4. They were not. <laughs> they weren't even working for the same fucking people. Uh, maybe. He also was... did scores in Gears of War. Nice. He's real good at his job. Well, I mean, of course. Like, I like Gears of War, but a lot of the characters, other than, like, Marcus and his best friend, they all kind of, like, blended together. Hey, talk about their team dynamics. No. Oh, sure. Uh, Marcus is the leader. Bird is the smart guy and Lancer. Uh, Dom was the heart of the team. Cole yes, was the muscle. And the Carmines was uh, fodder. Yeah, but you don't really get Coltrane and the rest of them until you don't get to play with them. It's like a team team until like the second one, I believe. Well, yeah, it's only a two-person thing. It's a, it's a little two-person co-op. But they all do constantly get to show up and show off team dynamics, which isn't that bad. Especially, I really loved in the second one when we got to have a Carmine who got to play as the rookie. And it's like, aren't you adorable? Carmine's dead! Fuck, another one. Fuck. And then Clayton showed up, and I was like, the greatest Carmine to ever live. And he survived. And then Liz showed up, and I was like, the greatest Carmine to ever live! And then she died. <laughs> Fuck! It was like a badass girl Carmine. She was introduced 
by driving a truck into a grub, jumping out, throwing a spiker on it, walking away. Sup? But What's that? How, how do I get to meet her? <laughs> and then she died because the tracker of the Hammer of Dawn says, Don't worry, I'll get you out the truck. Move away! The Hammer's chasing you! I'll save you, Liz! No! Leave her alone! She died. I was, like, I assumed Clay was gonna die, and I was okay with that. If I got Liz. Now I have to keep old man Clay and all his family's dead. And I'm like, <laughs> ooh, my poor baby boy. Yep, I think I'm done here. No more Gears of War for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any more final points? Uh, it's really hard to fuck up team dynamics. You really gotta go out your way. Well, actually, I would say it's the opposite. It's real hard to mess up team dynamics. You have to not try. Yeah, like even base, like even cardboard cutout dynamics, it's better than. You can give me cardboard cutout dynamics of teams, and I would still like it more than someone who didn't even try to make some dynamics. Like, you can do the bare minimum and make better teams than someone who's actively just throwing shit together. Which, you know, probably goes for everything. But, like, I've ever had white bread than feces on my bread. <laughs> I can make toast with one. I'm not putting the other in my toaster. So, again... Maintain consistency between your characters' interactions and their characterization. Take the time to actually flush out the characters and make sure that they are more than the sum of their parts. Which is good for any character, but make sure you keep in mind that with the side character. Yeah. But that'll be all for now. Go make something do it Bye. follow us on twitch follow us on twitch follow us on we're twitter we're already here what this is for the youtube video oh yeah uh -oh. follow us on twitch subscribe on twitter we're working on a whole bunch of new shit we've got a new story up on the fanfic page uh we're making new styles of videos for youtube Though more to come on that, hopefully soon. I'm hopeful that we'll be close to being able to give an actual update on when it'll be uploaded by the end of the weekend. But who knows? Maybe it'll be ready by the end of the weekend. I don't know. I'm new at this. But that's all for now. Go make something. Goodbye. Bye. Also, we're going to raid, so stick around for that when I hit the button. Goodbye.
But you can't drink it. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saved myself. Oh, I reached it. it! I reached it! Uh, oh. well, you can, you're the only one who can do it. Okay, this is the hard part here. I have to go on this ruler, this thin-ass ruler. Oh no, I'm out of range! <laughs> you don't need to go on the ruler, you can go in the in the frying pan. Oh, but I want the book! Welcome <laughs> in, Raiders! Welcome in! Uh, Wham Live! Hi, Wham! One moment! Welcome one moment, in, Wham! Get it. Oh, shoot. How are you doing? How's everyone doing? <gasps> Hope you're all doing well. Um... For those who don't know, my name's Semi. I am a sinner Shout demon VTuber um, that's currently bald because we're playing an egg game, so I decided to be in egg mode. <laughs> egg all over. Hi, Raz. Raz, oh, hi, Raz. Hi, Raz. Raz, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you, Raz. I know we don't like talk a lot.